0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week. Nope. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of another week of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast. Of the weekly oh, I'm completely screwed up. Sarge asked me a question, and now my brain is completely fried. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, Sarge? <laughs> what 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 what's what's your actual question
1: no no we're we're good we'll move on move on
0: what 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 was the question in the program we're good how do you put it side by side move on did you you figure it out did you figure it out we're moving on we're moving on how's it going chat congratulations you made it to episode 330 on 30 too bad it's not on the 30th that that would have been a hell of a thing huh sarge if we had the 330th episode on the 30th with 30. Right? That would have been that would have been a lot of freaking
1: 30s. A lot of thirties. We'd have to sacrifice a chicken or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Roll intro. Redo it. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine, Crubsy. It's it's fine. It, it's not like we've done this before. It's only episode 330. I, how, many, how many times have I done an intro? You know? We had to screw it up. All right, on today's episode. We got a uh, a story that just came in from Richard Leadbetter, okay? Technology editor at Digital Foundry. Here's a title that we're going to be talking about today. Why the return of 30 frames per second console games is inevitable. That's what we'll be talking about on today's show. We're going to be talking about Microsoft says that Sony deal with Activision stops Call of Duty from coming to Game Pass. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about Elon Musk. Uh, he's moving in, Sarge. He's, he's got Twitter. He's, he's He's got it, and he's... He's gonna can seventy five percent of the people at Twitter, right? So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Tencent. Uh, they they are way down. They're they're drinking their sorrows. Their their stock has completely dropped off the off the planet. Like if the stock market oh, was yeah? here, they're they're rock bottom. Uh, so we'll talk oh, about yeah? that. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse story reportedly will focus on politics. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we talked about this story a couple of weeks ago a uh, guy played 6000 hours on stadia i'm going to give a little round of applause for him 6000 hours on a on a pro, on a platform that no one cares about 6000 hours we said rockstar has to step up and save this dude's game right has to and and here we are red dead redemption 2 fan nearly 6000 hours stadia gets thrown a lifeline by rockstar so we'll talk about that as well We're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. PlayStation 5 true potential remains untapped due to PlayStation 4 hardware limitations. We're talking about Fallout 4 getting a free upgrade for the new systems sometime next year. We're talking about NVIDIA working on a holographic VR display technology. We're going to be talking about this uh, researchers came with a breakthrough, Sarge. A breakthrough. They made a, a new chip that can literally transfer the entire internet within a second. Okay. The entire internet. I don't I don't I don't believe that for a moment. Within a second. That's what they say. We're gonna read about I, it.
1: I, I don't I don't believe that for a moment. Not one moment do I, I believe that for a moment. It's it. on the internet, Sarge. You have to believe it.
0: Okay. You need to play the yeah. best call. Do you, do you understand
1: what you do you understand what you just said? You I basically did? just said the universe. You yeah, just the, said the universe. The universe
0: of the internet, yeah. In mean, one second. Yeah. Yeah. No. All, all I have to say is exponentially faster. That's all I have to say. uh hmm Here's a story. These are three separate stories of Call of Duty. I'm just going to read the titles to you real fast, okay? You need to play the best Call of Duty campaign in 15 years ASAP. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 single-player review, underwhelming and overly familiar sequel, and Call of Duty Warfare campaign bug keeps players from finishing mission, right? So three completely separate titles across the board, but we'll talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which releases at midnight tonight. Okay, We're going to talk about a gamer who spent 22 years of his life 22 years of his life preserving PlayStation 2 instruction manuals and we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Xbox rolls out a controller for mobile devices. We're going to talk about Phil Spencer talking about the best quarter they've ever had. We're going to talk about Microsoft's uh, The Profits. We're going to talk about how half of the people that bought a Series S have never played on Xbox before. Uh, and uh, yeah, and a couple of other, a couple other stories, uh, if we have time. So that's what's on the show today, folks. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast, goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We uh, we started off each week, uh, Sarge, with what we've been playing. But before we get to that, if you guys like this, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Uh, you can also listen to our podcast over on Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.fm and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts as well. We're a couple episodes behind because I'm a one-man guy and I don't have time to do a lot of the stuff. So, Sarge, can you can you hear me? He looks like he's he's lost. Can you hear me, Sarge?
2: I got you. All right. I got you. Okay. So, what have you
0: been playing, Sarge, in the last week? I think Chat knows what I've been playing the last week. Well, wait, wait. We I have kind of wait, wait. Around. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I forgot we have an intro oh
2: come on the intro doesn't work what the professionalism hold on
0: hold on here we go (laughs) I, i worked on them i have to use them sarge i have to use them okay what have you been playing sarge what have you been playing
1: uh, is it okay for me to talk now? You could talk now. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, I bounce around. Uh, I do a, a around like a Sunday night. I start looking at the what's on Game Pass. Anything new popped up? Um, once again, I'm in the process. So that I'm should be a segment.
0: That should be a segment on the show. Out of what's on Game Pass?
1: Of, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the. I think it's like 17 or 18 DLCs for Stellaris. Okay. And I'm trying to go through them to figure out which ones are worth putting in there. Um I've been playing uh That Loose of course. Um and then uh I loaded back up uh, uh Kingdom 2 Crowns because I have never finished the Norse Lands update that happened I think it was last fall about a year now. So I'm trying to finish that version of the game. It's a little harder. Um you yeah, seem that's really it, man. I, you I don't, seem I, I don't, really relaxed right a... now. I don't have a lot of a lot of time at the moment, so those that's that's what I fit in for the last week.
0: J- Jason Marshall asks, "Does Hell Let Loose have better combat than Batman?" J- Jason um, Jason's comparing every game now to Batman, and we had a conversation earlier.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, Jason, to answer your question, uh, no, uh, I believe that the melee combat and Hell Let Loose resides in a either dagger or shovel being smacked over somebody's head, and then somebody crying out in pain. <laughs> That's the most of the melee combat. Yeah, Sardis But I will say, buried, I, I will say this. I will say this though. Uh, I have not found, I have not found a game that has better hand to hand combat than Batman. It's,
2: yeah. yeah it's I don't good. know. Good. I don't
1: know what those. I don't know what those guys did during the time that they made it, or what geniuses sat in a room and said, "Hey, why don't we make combat more realistic?" And they were like, "Yeah, we should do that." And then that's what they did. No, like, that's not that. Me, that's
0: not what the, the gameplay is. What do you mean? The, the, for Gotham for, for Gotham. That's that's what he's comparing talking about you to. Gotham. You talk talking you're about, about Batman. Batman. You talk about the free flow I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: Yeah, Batman. I'm not talking about Gotham. Gotham to me is just like uh, adventures combat. It's the same. Yeah,
0: the the Batman the Batman combat system we we talked earlier. What's going on, Wolverine? Uh, is the best is the best combat system. Hence why I like Spider-Man, because Spider-Man took the combat system from that, and it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite favorite character, so it's is, is yeah, a but, great one. But
1: Spider-Man's a little jumpy. Like, the combat's a little jumpy because you have all the stuff he can do. Well, yeah, because he's... Like, it, it, it's, I he's get a a super it, human, still, you know it's what I mean? still, very abrupt. It's very abrupt, like, what he goes
0: from one move. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he it, flies across. Like, he's super it jumps, fast. He jumps around. Yeah. Whereas... Where Batman's a, Batman's a normal a little, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's weight, there's weight behind Batman's punches, right? When you play in the game, like, just the sound quality of it, it just, it has some weight behind it. Wait, wait till Sarge, I don't think we have a topic today that's going to make Sarge, like, irate. He's pretty calm, you know. So I, I've been playing, I've been playing Gotham Knights, and I've enjoyed it. Going into it, Sarge, I was very skeptical of what this game was. I was like, I, I don't know. Leading up to it, I was like, we don't know what it is. And then about two weeks before, we started knowing Oh,
2: whoa, whoa.
0: You, you gotta let me know before you do that. You gotta let me know before you do that. I I, I didn't do anything. Oh, I my moved my arm. Goodness. Sorry, chat. I moved my arm. Um about two weeks before they started letting us know what the what the game was and whatnot. Um but Gotham, but Gotham Knights, now I'm just talking about the story, Sarge. I have to do this again tomorrow. Uh, just the story, right? Uh, the story itself is actually a, is, is a good story, right? The, uh, minus the frame rate issues, minus the UI problems, drop frames and whatnot, uh, a couple crashes. The story itself of Gotham Knights is a decent game. It's not the worst game I've ever played. It's not the best game I've ever played. It's like right in the middle. I gave it around a seven. Right, if I had to give it a score, it would be around a seven, uh, yeah, like six, six point seven, seven, something like that. Uh, I thought the the voice acting was decent. I thought the gameplay was decent. I like the combat. The combat is not Batman, but I do like the combat that they put in here because this, to me, feels like a comic book game. If that makes sense, right? Like Batman's a comic book character, but the Batman games wasn't it it felt it felt grounded in like reality if that makes sense you know what i mean like gotham was like this real place like this this feels like they took the pages and and turned it into a co- like like you're living in a comic book game does that make sense
1: yeah batman batman had the uh, um had the ability to be a i guess a seasonal what, live what, service where like oh yeah there, there's definitely know, live as service as inside they, there you know what i mean like they i think batman has I, I see what they're trying to do with Gotham. I'm, I'm reading up on it and how they're going to add some more, you know, missions and whatnot to the game. But Batman, to me, I thought was the greatest chance they had to. I don't know, it, you, you could pick a new villain and have a set of st- missions leading up to the battle with the villain. You know what I mean? Like it has the, it had the greatest potential of being that kind of game.
0: You're talking about the Gotham. We talking yeah, about
1: no. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about Batman Arkham. Oh, like okay. That, like the way that that the way that that was done. This one has it. It doesn't have the same possibilities as what a, the Batman game could have had. All this one has is you adding more villains to go beat up, and possibly the same type of release schedule as in like a you know. I. Competitive, competitive, uh, fighting between the guys to see how how, how fast you can clear a zone,
0: yeah. The, or how fast you can do the mission. I want like I, it. It doesn't. I want to know what the the, same- what the heroic assault's going to be. I I I feel Go- I feel Gotham Knights is going to turn into what Marvel's Avengers is because right now I I went right. through the story, completed the story, enjoyed the story, enjoyed it. Okay. I don't think it's worth seventy dollars unless you are a massive Batman. Bat family fan and, and whatnot. I think if you're a person that was sitting on the fence and thinking about getting it, and you still don't know if you going to pull the trigger, wait for it to go on sale. If you're a diehard Batman fan, and you, you have nothing to play, like, get it. It's worth it. It's worth it if you like the story and stuff. I think the... I, I in, in my review that I'm making right now, I, I bring up that this game reminds me of Mass Effect Andromeda, and what I mean by that is that Mass Effect Andromeda's story was... Eh, But the side characters, okay, in that the stories of the side characters to get your know your like your your um your crew your crewmates was better written than the actual story itself, right? Where Mass Effect Two was just beautiful writing all across the board. Mass Effect Andromeda had better side stories than they had main story. Gotham, the stories between the characters, uh, between Batgirl uh, and 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 Dick and and Nightwing and Red Hood, like. Or, uh, like and Tim, like they all had really good chemistry with each other, and as I played it, and after I was done playing it, I looked at it and said that Gotham Knights is not a Batman game. It's not about the Court of Owls. It's not about all the stuff uh, in the game. It's literally about Gotham Knights, which is it's the story of Batman's dead in this universe, and these guys have to come together to fill the shoes. Four of them have to fill the shoes of what one man was doing in the city and protecting the city. And they like grow over this time because they still don't have trust for, for Red Hood. They still don't think they can do it themselves. You got Robin, who's kind of like, you know, he's just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't have the, the confidence without Bruce. You have Nightwing, who's supposed to be like the leader, but doesn't know he wants to be the leader. You got Red Hood, who died and was just angry. And, and now, you know, he's trying to become. A part of a team where he was a loner, and then Batgirl, who got her spine broke from the Joker, was Oracle, and then came back and worked her way up as Batgirl, and they're all working together. And that's that's basically what it is. And the way the story progressed through the uh, the way that progressed through the story was that they they use the Quarter Owls to bring you in to get excited for the game, but by the end of the game, the Quarter Owls is literally not even they they're they're like in front of a you factor. yeah they're not a factor at all they just kind of just throw them out this off to the side and and then it's just about the actual the family the bad family right so it's like i said it's not the best story but it's a decent story it's a good story now i'll talk a little bit about the combat and stuff the combat to me was actually pretty good uh the reviewers that say that, that there's no um there's no like um counter there is a perfect evade system in the game where if you perfect evade and then swing and then move the analog stick towards the direction, it's sort of like Spider-Man where he like connects with one and leaps to the other. And Batman's the same type of thing, right? Where it like locks onto them and you like do this really cool move and then you whip over to the next person, do a little acrobatic move, hit him with the stick. It feels good. When you watch it, it doesn't... It looks cool, but you're like, eh, it looks kind of floaty. But when you're playing... It's just different. I, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels different when you're playing. It, it it's a fun system, right? It's not it's not the system, it's not the system from Batman Arkham. I've been arguing with this for people for all week, right? You can't compare it to it because it's not even the same system. If you're going to compare to a game, you got to compare it to Shadows of War or Assassin's Creed, right? Like Odyssey or Origins, right? Because the way that you fight in those games is the way that this feels in this game. Okay. Uh, the worst part about this game sarge is not the 60 frames per second it's the fucking ui the ui in this game the menu system the uh the to the materials the way you look at your gear what materials it costs what's the scaling of the thing the the the, the numbers how big they are everything about the ui in this game is like you in the back of the room you're on UI but i've never done it before doesn't matter that's what you're doing and they put someone on there that had no idea and they're like what does ui mean they typed in ui into google and they saw some big menus and they're like my grandma needs to see that so they they literally put that in the game it's it, this is not an exaggeration this is the worst ui system ever in the history of video games it's so bad it's so overdone
1: there has to be there has to be a weakness in every game and they decided that they were going to do ui as the worst part of the game right else is decent right but the ui is what suffered (laughs) right and this is and this is why i say when when you rate a game there should be different factors of how you rate the game and then that way some some of the games will score higher in certain areas. Some score lower in other areas. And it gives you an overall sense of what yeah. the game is on average, yeah. as opposed to everything's an
0: 8.5 and up. The uh, the boss fights in this, I made a video of this. A Lots of people are giving crap to the boss fights, but the three boss fights that I like, or the three characters, Harley Quinn, Playface, and Mr. Freeze. Playface is the worst boss fight. There's moments in the boss fight when you're by yourself and the movement that he does and stuff, there's three times you fight him. There's one where you're fighting him where he's like normal size, like a regular human. And there's multiple of them. Like he separates into different characters and you're fighting him. And that fight was actually pretty fun. Then he goes in and merges into one big giant boss. And he's got these movements and area, uh, area of effect and stuff like that. But he's too, he's too uh, spongy. And when you're by yourself, it feels just so like, uh, Okay. Let me dodge. Let me throw the thing. Let me hit him. Wait, the mechanics there are bad solo. I played it with somebody, and we did. We did the uh, co-op. Feels a much better fight. Much better fight is co-op. But it? What is it- but is
1: it because it's your first time playing? I'm sure there's some mm-hmm. type of move or stun move on Clayface that allows you to open up to a combo or something. Well, no, no. I suppose to a rinse and repeat kind of mechanic.
0: No, you could do it, but there, the way your the way your stats are, uh, you might have a piece of gear on that your staff does more. I was playing as Batgirl. Your staff could do more damage than your range, right? So. Y- if the range is the most powerful one, or your, your baton's the most powerful one, you're going to have to do that because if you do 1,500 damage with that, but you only do 200 with the other one, you're not going to hit him with the range attack. You're going to get up close and do the exact same thing over and over and over, right? No, I know, but I, I watched you play.
1: It, it seemed it seemed like the Harlequin battle, especially. It seemed like she has a set number of moves. You know, if you you learn when to block and when to counter, and if you miss the block then she does her combo. And right. so it does feel like a risk reward system. Like you just can't button mash. So if you give yourself time with it, you can figure out the pattern. So that, that to me reminded me like an old school boss
0: battle. That didn't seem bad. That's some, that seemed pretty solid. The, the, uh, what Bass is saying, elemental effects, mileage may vary when you play these boss fights, right? So I don't know if there was a glitch. I did play with stealth, but I also played with somebody else. Stealth, a uh, uh, random person. I went into their game. Um, there, there was a moment where, like, I was overpowered for one mission, and then I was underpowered for another based on the suit I was using. Like, you could go into uh, in-depth into in with the suit. Like, if I want to use, like, fire damage and going against Mr. Freeze, then I would use fire damage against him. Or I would also put a suit on that's uh, ice resistance, so I get less damage and stuff like that, if you're lucky to get that stuff. Right, So mileage may vary. You might go into a mission where you don't have any ice effect on you to to, uh, resist ice, and you're going up against Mr. Freeze. So if you're playing through the game and you're just progressing through, but you haven't found a a suit of ice that can protect you, you're going to get destroyed, right? Especially if you're under level or uh, if you're over level, whatever. So mileage may vary. Just as the technical aspect of the fights I'm just talking about, Mr. Freeze to me was the best one. Because his first fight, there's, like, a machine in the center, uh, and he he blasts on the ground. He jumps up in the air. He's got a little, like, mortar that he holds. And then when he jumps on the machine in the center, the the piece in the center, like, rotates, right? So it does clockwise and counterclockwise. It freezes you. And then it changes the lasers to red, and the, the lasers go up and down and whatnot. And then there's, like, an area of effect of, like, mortar attack that happens. So there's a lot going on, keeping you diving and moving and whatnot. It felt weird playing by yourself didn't feel bad but when you play co-op with somebody it does feel better like a lot of the boss fights feel better like they're supposed to be they're supposed to be co-op problem with the co-op i've done it four times now co-op if you're overpowered and you're going against someone you you literally destroy that boss in like two seconds right so it's not even like a boss fight like what could take you 10 minutes one second takes you one. yeah
1: they don't. They don't even scale the HP at all. It's they don't supposed scale to nothing be. Either.
0: It's supposed to be, but I, I don't think it is because they. They said they were supposed to scale with you, and I, when I went against Clayface, I think I was a good seven levels above him, right when I went through. So it, it was weird. Um, now the boss fights. I won't name the boss fights besides one, uh, which is Man Bat. They the the boss fights other than those three main villains, just like the generic fights, or the main story fights I should say, those were not good at all, like, there's a fight against somebody I won't name, there's a fight against the main villain that wasn't the main villain but is the main villain you never fight against the main villain of the, the Court of Owls, and then you fight Man Bat, and it's not even Man Bat it's, it's uh, Langstrom's serum that turns people into bats and, and so you have to fight this boss five times you fight him once in Arkham Right, then you find them again on a on a building here. Then you fight another over here, but it's not the same boss. It's five different man bats. Okay, but they all do the exact same moves, the exact same thing over and over. So you have to fight them five times. So you fight them in Arkham, uh, at Arkham Asylum. Then you go back to the Belfry. Then you fight them on three separate buildings, and then you go into the last mission. And before you get to the last boss, you have to fight them again inside the cave system. I'm like. Five times you have to fight this boss before you get to the next boss fight. I was just like, I was like, what were they thinking? Basically, what I'm saying is Gotham Knights, WB Montreal phoned in like the last like three and a half missions. They just kind of just threw it in. There's moments that shine in this game as far as like the detective work. I like it. A lot of people don't like it, but. I like the puzzles. There's a couple of puzzles in the in the game that were really fun to figure out. As as there should be. Right. Because they are technically detective type. Exactly. Right. right. I mean that's what D C is. Detective comics. There's like detective work going on. Uh so I Go was Go easy. You might you might have blew some people's minds right now. Yeah. They didn't even know what DC stood for. Yeah. So you know. So I, I liked it at the same time. I was a little disappointed in it. It was lackluster at the end, but I still do really like the game and I'm now I'm hopeful what they do in the future. Now now I'm done. I'm doing new game plus, I'm leveling up from level 30 to level 40. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm doing it because I'm a content creator, and I want to know once I get to 40 and I grind for what's this gear, game? what's the end, what's game? end game? And the end game right now is no end game. It's getting the legendary gear to put on your character to max them up. But the heroic assault comes out November 29th, and I'm a little worried about it because it's thirty floors. Now they don't. We don't know anything about it. We just know it's heroic assault. One, another one, another one of these. Yeah, it's thirty floors. Now I don't know if it's thirty floors, and at every tenth floor you're fighting a boss. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's Harley Quinn. How at, every five. Harley Quinn at the at the top of the thirtieth floor, let's say, and she's the major main boss fight. And you're going through her tower to get to Harley. And then there might be another tower where you go up against Mister Freeze. And there might be another tower where you go up against. But I don't, I don't know. We know nothing about this, and I'm a little worried because, basically,
1: like, like, um, like, like, what do you call it? The the game we're always playing. Oh, uh, Marvel's Avengers. Game. No, no, the other was the tower. The tower with the, the fort, the form. Oh my god, my brain is. Oh, a, a, a division.
0: Division. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, in division they have a tower. I I'm just confused yeah. because this is not a live service game, right? This is just a normal game, and I compare this to like what Outriders is. Right, Outriders is not a, a live service game. So I don't know what, what you're doing this uh, event for because you're doing the Heroic Assault, and I get it. You're playing it because it's a video game and you want to have fun, right? But what's the carrot at the end, right? Once I play the Heroic Assault with Batgirl and then Red Hood and then Robin and then Nightwing and I get the reward at you're the great end. For DLC. Wait for DLC. Uh, Brian, I know, but once I get that reward at the end, I'm already destroying everything in the game as possible already, Right. So getting this, getting this thing well, at the end uh, of the 30th floor is just going to make time me out. more powerful to go against what?
1: Yeah, but you're already slaughtering people easy now because you took the time to level the character. Would a normal person who's trying to rush through the game in order to finish it, like most people do, as opposed to farming gear in order to be better for end game, is that normal? Is, is what you did normal? I'm pretty sure you I, went meticulously I, and you farmed everything you needed and then proceeded to go up. A, I, I took my to go up.
0: sweet sweet time with the story. Right. I, I finished it in about 46 not hours. Like 46 yeah, not hours not everybody does
1: that. Right? Yeah, people are going to people rush past that much. Yeah, better. I
0: didn't I didn't try to run through the campaign. I literally took my sweet time, farmed the guys in the in the city, did investigations, explored the city, did some stuff. Like I I don't know. I thought I overall I think they've captured something here, right? And I, I think they've captured Spider-Man captured it, okay. But the one thing that Spider-Man was missing was what the people were asking for for Spider-Man Two, which is co-op, okay. And they want to they want to have a co-op partner like to play Miles Morales and and Peter Parker in the same world. Now you get to control both of those yourselves, but they want they want two player co-op, okay. Well, here we got a two player co-op game, and they do a really good job. I get why they killed Batman. I get why they killed Gordon. I get why they did all this, because they're trying to start a brand new slate of taking this franchise, and I don't know if it sold well or not, but I think they will continue supporting this game, even with all the problems that it has as far as the 60 frames, and we'll get to a story in just a second about the 30-60. But I think the the, uh, foundation they've left with this game, making it co-op in an open-world game, it just feels good, right? It does feel like an Assassin's Creed inside a Gotham City. It does feel um a little bit like Spider-Man in it cases. I'm not saying I'm not comparing it a one-to-one, right? But it it just feels good as a superhero game. In a superhero game, you want as many heroes as possible, and you want to go up against as many villains as possible. Now they only gave us three villains, okay, in this game to go against. This is potentially where they have these case files in the game where they can just keep putting DLC in this game and give you like a Scarecrow mission and then a Penguin mission and then a Joker mission and then a Riddler mission. They can just keep adding story and stuff to this. And I think if done right, again, I'm just saying stuff. I don't know if they're doing this. This could be the actual game of comic book like I told Marvel's Avengers could have been. They set this up with the foundation where it can be that. So let's say three months from now, they release more case files. You pay 15 bucks for those case files. You're almost playing like an interactive comic book at that time, right? Instead of just just playing a superhero game. You're playing a superhero game where now you've leveled up the hero that you've decided to be. You've taken over Gotham. You're protecting Gotham. And now more criminals are coming in. And now instead of making your fake character to be Batman, you are now one of Batman's right-hand man that took over and is protecting Gotham from these villains.
1: Yeah, I I see the potential of what could be with this type of game, but I think a little bit bigger and I make the player characters the actual boss characters, right? I picture, instead of Gotham Knights, I picture Justice League with the five characters from Justice League, okay, the the five original, five main guys. And then on the opposite side, you have the legion of doom and right. you have th- their counterparts and what i would like to see is a game where you could pick the good guys or the bad guys i would like that too and you're going and you're and you're going through missions right but as you get to a certain level right it'll say to you such and such wants to battle do you accept right and i'm not talking about they put you in an arena and you fight i'm talking about when it asks you that the game is actually asking you to be the boss battle for another player. Instead of, instead of it being, I'm fighting an NPC boss, the game asks you if you want to be the boss for somebody else. So like, if you're, if you're Cheetah and, you're, and you get asked to fight Wonder Woman, and now Wonder Woman has to beat you in order to move on from her level because you're the, her boss. Right. That's the boss battle. Something like that I think would be phenomenal. In this, in, in present day, where people can be playing the good and the bad, and then they're actually they're the boss characters for each other when they reach a certain level in the game.
0: Yeah, uh, let me answer some questions. Uh, Wolverine asked earlier, uh, "What did you say about the Suicide Squads?" Okay, after playing Gotham Knights, do you have a feeling on it? Suicide Squads will be a better or worse? I don't know because what we've seen of Suicide Squads, Wolverine, I feel that. Like that takes place in the Arkham world, right? That takes place in the Arkham universe where that Batman from Arkham is the Batman that you're going to go fight in there as the Suicide Squad. And the way that the Suicide Squad looks, it looks very cartoony, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't – I shouldn't say cartoony, but it, it doesn't look as gritty as what Batman looked like in Arkham, Right. You look at the Suicide Squad. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if that... It, it seems like it's a looter. It seems like it's a looter shooter. And the bosses are the Justice League. And you're going up against the Justice League. And you're going to be farming certain uh, certain aspects of it. Now, it, it got delayed. Now, I want to know if it's something like all WB games got delayed, right? Uh, Gotham Knights got delayed by a year. Suicide Squads got delayed by a year. Hogwarts Legacy got delayed by a year. They all got delayed by one year. Gotham Knights was the first one out. It's a little shaky. Hogwarts is the next one to come out. I hope it's not shaky. I'm looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. And then Suicide Squad comes out next year around, I would assume, the same time that we got Gotham Knights this year. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I, it, it, I'm kind of indifferent at it, at it right now. Uh, let me see what else they said. Uh, Bass says, I really like the combat. Batman forgot to teach them how to glide. Yeah, there's there's the mechanics in the game where you learn. Like he does say that all the technology blew up within the Wayne Manor, like in the Batcave, and they couldn't salvage anything. And he left stuff around the city, so they found certain pieces. And then Batgirl looks at it, and then Lowe's, I can I can glide now type of thing. So, story wise, it's it's there, but I gamer wise, it's not there. What are you gonna say, Sarge?
1: <clears throat> I I. I'll be honest. I'd like to see them do as a, it doesn't have to be like a triple A title, but a Batman game where it's like the Batman from the sixties, right? Right. With oh, the yeah. villains from the sixties. And when you're in combat, it actually does a little pow piffs, kind of like that game. What was it called? Freedom force. What was another game called where you, you made your own character. And when you fought that actually had the little hop, zam, bam around, around City, the guys City of heroes. Was it City
0: of Heroes? I think it was. So City it was Freedom of he- Force, wasn't it? Oh, Freedom, Freedom Force. Force that did the that's, same. It, that's that's right? what
1: it was. When you make up your own hero, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, here, City of Heroes, you made up your own hero, and Freedom Force, you made up your own heroes. I think it was Freedom Force. You're
1: Damn. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to drive around the old Batmobile with the flame shooting out the back, you know, just for like, just for shits and giggles, it doesn't have to be always the dark, dark night in that format all the time, you know. Just for something different, almost kind of like Borderlands ish, like that kind of right. maybe cel shaded, like that kind of thing. Maybe. I mean, there's there's so many possibilities. I'm only interested in 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 a solid in a solid foundation of a game, where they actually are willing to risk something. They're willing to risk something in order to try to be different or try to to test something better. I, right? I mean, that's why that's why when they push envelopes, when they when they make things better. And then they completely ignore it and they never go back to it. Yeah. Like when you like Shadows of Mordor, the the, the 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 Nemesis system, amazing. But they're they're being selfish about it and they patent it so then nobody else can use it. Or Arkham's fighting combat and like everyone knows that that's like one of the best combat systems ever, and yet no one's no one tries to recreate it. We're still back to right button mashing and quick dodges. It's it's just strange to me. And how you wouldn't wanna Move forward, especially when it's innovative, and it and it makes the game better. Uh,
0: strange. Wolverine says, "Let me preference that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. But when uh, Arkham series blows us away, and they, as they did, hard to people not to make a regressive comparison. Oh, absolutely. You could compare. I talked about this earlier. Wolverine. You could compare any game to any game, right? Like you could compare just like what Sarge no, said. No, being
1: being be the exact same genre, though.
0: Be right. you know something like, you close. You could compare. You could compare this Gotham game to Batman, but it's not. You can't compare the the, battle, the fighting systems, right? Like Arkham, and you can compare Spider-Man because they're the same system. They are. They're the same system. Completely different, different games, but you can compare that fight system with Batman's fight system. This system, they tried something. It's not terrible. I like the, the combat system, but it's unfair to compare it to, obviously, if you compare it to the best thing that you ever thought of, which is that fight system, everything's going to not be better than that, right? So you're going you're gonna to disappoint yourself.
1: But it's not a disappointment.
0: It is a disappointment.
1: Once, it's not, but one, once you set the bar, it's not wrong for me to pick the best no. of its class and go, are you better than this? No, but like, it, that's how but, it
0: works. Yeah, but if you're going to get upset about the game going, oh, well, Batman had better combat, like, you're going to ruin that game for you.
1: No, not, a, not, a, no, not upset. You don't, I don't mean, like, you get upset But that's with what it, people are. You ha- well... Tell them to be as live as long as we haven't played the games that but, we've had, and let's but see that's what, what their I'm comparison saying, Sarge, is. You, When you compare something, yeah, they're, they're you mad can't, about you, last year's game. You can't I'm say a, it to a game one, that's one like five to one comparison. Ten
0: years ago, yeah, you can't do a one to one comparison to a game. If if Batman Arkham is the top combat system. In of, gaming, yeah. yeah, in in gaming, of, of a single player combat system game, it's the best combat system game. Now, do you want to put it in another category of it's the best comic book fighting game ever? Like, like what category do people want to put? Not to be semantics. No, exactly. So it's just the best just tell fighting the truth. game. So if any game, so I I joked about this earlier with Jason. I said so. No matter what game comes out, any game that has yeah. a brawler mechanic, you have to compare it to Batman, yeah. not just Gotham. Because if, if if it's a brawler, if it's a if brawler, it's a brawler you, you, have yeah, compare, you have to compare you have to compare that game to every other sure. fighting game out there, right? So all the assassins creeds that are a brawler, you got to compare to Batman. All the other all the other brawlers you have to compare to Batman, right? You can't just pick it because it's a Batman game versus a Batman game. You see what I'm saying?
1: No, I'm talking about mechanics. I'm not talking about genre I, I of game. I am too. I am too. Right? So I mean, it's just it's just that's funny. How, that's how we innovate, man. That's how games get How do you think you got to this point? If they weren't trying to beat what they did in the past, you would never have gotten a Batman. You would have never gotten that game.
0: Look, Battlefield's going backwards, right? Like the bar for Battlefield should be all buildings explode. Okay? But yet they're regressing. They're falling backwards.
1: Listen, we don't need to have that argument again. The argument already came out three times. The reason, right? And this is this is the same story we're gonna hear multiple times the reason why they got rid of the fully destructible environment, even though I think that's the way to go, is because once the map was so far destroyed, there was no cover. And so if one team was in a better position than the other, it was impossible to crack the nut. That was the entire reason. That was the entire reason why they got rid of fully destructible environments. That's why, and the one just after that, Buildings would blow up to a certain point, but there would still be partial cover, right? Allowing the team to be, if they were at a position that they could actually advance onto the point and still possibly try to get it, right? Listen, you can look at it two different ways. I believe that fully destructible, the map shouldn't last that long anyway. If you're at a bad position and right. the map looks like that, then you've lost. That's how it goes, right? But other people will argue that it's cheesy because you'll have some guys calling all the artillery strikes possible in order to, to just destroy the cover systems and then basically roll up with all their tanks and just sit and blow everybody up. But I don't consider that cheese. If you're communicating with your team in order to do it, then that's part of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with why they stopped the fully disrespectful environment. All I'm saying was the direction they took immediately afterwards has now hindered the game of why we're even having the big weapons anyway. Like, why do I have the artillery? Why do I have the airstrike? If I I can't destroy the buildings that the guys are in, that was the whole point of it before. If there was a hard point where someone was defending an actual objective inside of a structure and it's hard to get to them and they were holding the point, I need the counter to that. That's the whole game, right? Not every weapon should be able to destroy the entire building, but there are select <laughs> weapons that are on in the game that counter the fact that those guys are in hardcover. But that's the way it should be. I,
0: I think. I, I think what happens with, with stuff like this is that companies look at certain games and they want to be like like uh, I, I'm assuming, and again, I'm I'm speculating. When when Spider Man Insomniac was making Spider Man, and they were like, "All right, let's make a Spider Man game," and they said, "Okay, how are we gonna make it fight?" That Arkham game, man. That Arkham game was a really good fight system. And they went, let's take that and let's put that in our game, right? They they cherry-picked that and put that in their game. And they're like, uh, traversal. What do we do? Well, this this game had traversal. What about if we made the swinging mechanic better? And they're like, all right, let's try right? And they took all these different pieces and they made a fantastic game. Spider-Man is a fantastic game overall. That is, okay? that is like 40% of the game is the yeah. movement of just, Spider-Man has just to swinging. be good. My son puts yes. the game in and just plays just so he can swing in in, in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, they do that where, for instance, uh, uh, even though Anthem sucked balls, right? They looked at it and said the flight mechanic, right? The flying in that game was fantastic, right? And Marvel, when they made Marvel and they took Iron Man, first thing we said was they better, make, they better take that, that stuff from what Anthem was because that's the, the pinnacle. Now, obviously, looking at Gotham, they could have went, hey, what about if we take the fighting mechanic from it? And they went, ah... No, I don't want to do that. Like, to me, that's mind-numbing because you're like, that's the best fighting mechanic. So they implemented something different. It's not Gotham. Or it's not Arkham. They did their own system. It's not as good as, as that, but it's not a bad system, right? It's, it's a good system, but if you compare it to a one-on-one with that, you're, you're going to be disappointed because it's not that system. Okay. It's a, it like I said, it's more like Assassin's Creed, more like Shadows of War. Now, for instance, but it's less
1: complex, but it's less complex. Yeah, there's, people there's, can pick co- it up. People people can pick it up easier. That's the other But reason. you
0: can smash a button, but you you have to press and hold and move your analog stick and you can make combos and stuff like that. It's a much it's a much better system than people are giving credit for. It makes you feel badass. It, that's what it's doing. It's it's doing a job where it makes you feel like you a, superhero. You a superhero. Yeah, yeah, you're a superhero. Okay? Yeah. Um other games do this as well. Battlefield, with the with the uh, the environment blows up, and then a, another game comes out and doesn't put it, uh, environments in there that blow up, and you're like, that's the that's the bar, and you went below the bar. Sure, do that. Maybe it's the talent of the of the designers of the developers. Maybe they just didn't have the, the experience of it. Maybe they're new. whatever. Maybe they ran out of money and they went, well, we can't do that system. Let's try to do a different system, right? I mean, sure. whatever it is, whatever it is. Some some games take and cherry pick the best things from games to make a better game. Other people go, I don't want to copy that game, right? That's innovative. That's innovative, they right? should. Take the take the bar, just go a little bit above the bar and then make something else into into your own. Stuff that they do good in this game is that the crime system that happens in the game around the open world is pretty cool, right? So there's um uh what, what I forget uh, my brain's gone uh chat. What what's it called stealth? Um not predetermined i can't I can't th- I, I can't think of it, but anyway there's crimes going around, and when you're fighting the guys there's one guy in the group that if you interrogate him he'll tell you information, and then something else unlocks on the map, okay, and then you can go fight that thing, and it's like a random, so it almost feels like a division type of uh premeditated thank you uh, premeditated so there's premeditated things that are on the board, and they're red, and then each each of the stuff on the board tells you like what gear it's going to drop or what materials it's going to drop and then there's these uh in the in the end game type of thing there's these named mini bosses that they could show up there so it's constantly evolving another cool thing they did was sort of like what division did as well right and this is where i think they they cherry picked the right thing like you know when you're playing the uh, the cleaners and you play them on early on there's like certain guys and then when you go later on they're like more armored up and they have like flamethrowers now and they, they kind of evolve a little bit in Gotham when you first start out like the mob is just really like you know they got the jumpsuits on and, and the canes and whatnot, and some like AK-47s but then if you unlock freeze and do the, the freeze side missions the these certain groups all of a sudden start to regulators get the equipment they steal from freeze and now they have the gear. So they're shooting late. They're shooting like frost guns at you and they have like these gauntlets on and there's like, it's it's evolving over time, right? So you're playing the same group of people, but now they've evolved with you because you're getting stronger. They get stronger and there's different things going on. So I thought it was a pretty cool system inside and I, I can see them. Uh, I can see them adding on to this, adding different factions. So if they bring in, let's say two face, as a boss they could bring in his goons in, and then they can evolve over time which i think is a much better system than what what Marvel's Avengers did where you fight aim and you fight aim and you fight aim and aim and <laughs> for 2 years you're just fighting the robot aim right, right. there's right nobody nobody designed another character <laughs> right like come on man so so i think they've done some some good things here and then the co-op the co-op in this game is actually really freaking good. It's drop in, drop out. Like true drop in drop out. Like there's no delay. Like you you join the game, boom. You you drop in right next to it. PC it wasn't working. There was connection issues, but me and me and Stealth have been playing a lot. I played with uh with Mr. Luke as well. Right? It's literally just drop in, fight. You can go across the board. They've done a really good job with co-op. I No, tether, no tether system? No, you can go clear anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. You don't even have to stay with the person in, in the game. Um so overall I thought the game was decent. I don't think it's as as bad as everyone's saying it is, but I also the people that love it and they're like oh, it's the best game ever. You're, you're you're in fat la la land cuz you're you're a fan of the game and I'm not taking anything away from you, but it's not a 10. But it's also not a 0 or a 1, okay? Like someone's like this is trash. Look at Metacritic and there's people giving zeros and ones and there's people giving tens and I'm like all right, calm down. I know you like Batman, but you know, you don't have to suck it, you know what I mean? Like you're you're a fan of the game, cool, but it's not a ten. You're delusional if you think it's a ten, and you're also delusional if you think it's a zero and a one. So, let's go with the first story that I want to bring up here, uh, which is uh, let's go to the top stories. I don't know why it's double playing there. There's something in the background that's I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, first story is why the return of 30 frames per second console games is inevitable. Now, this is written by Richard Leebetter, who's the technology editor at Digital Foundry. Now, a lot of people like Digital Foundry because they break it down; and they give you exactly what um, wh- what it needs to be. Like they're like, this is this is not running correctly, and this is why. It's a very long article. I'm gonna put the actual. I'm gonna link this up. I don't. I didn't. I didn't put it inside the. Discord. Let me do that real fast for you guys. I'm going to put this in the, in, the, in the Discord. You guys can read the long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just kind of going to go over bits and pieces. So he says, Last week we saw a release of two games that do not support 60 frames per second gaming on PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series consoles, Gotham Knights and Plague Tale Requiem. Many would argue that the greatest wins from the new wave of consoles has been the majority of titles supporting 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, representing a game-changing improvements over the last-gen standard 30 frames per second. The question is why this brace of titles do not support this option and whether the significance of the beginning of the end of 60 frames per second is standard for console gaming. It's a tricky question to answer, but ultimately I feel significantly that not at least because of so many titles are looking to tap into the full array of features offered by Epic's Unreal Engine 5 which sets the stage for a new 3D rendering paradigm. We've also already had a first taste of what kind of fidelity the the Unreal Engine 5 offers, thanks to last year's phenomenal demo, The Matrix Awakens. Now, based on early renditions of the engine features, uh, Lumen tapping into the hardware accelerated ray tracing features delivers an astonishing realistic lighting situation, uh, while Nanites offers a level of geometry, or geometry detail, excess or traditional rendering. It's quite unlikely anything that we've seen before, but at this point, uh, is is that the demo runs at an inconsistent 30 frames per second during gameplay, while cutscenes are actually operating at literally cinematic 24 frames per second. Both CPUs and GPUs are put together uh, and and uh, wriggle around. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, wrangle, uh, where they're simply scaling down resolution to improve frame rate, which will not help much. At this point, it's worth stressing that the demo is running an older version of the Unreal Engine 5, and our understanding is that the latest rendition is more pr- uh, performant. And also getting better Also, uh, contingent of developers such as Coalition, uh, the Gears of War franchise would be a, a loathe to return to 30 frames per second. Uh, so while many AAA game makers may be turning to Unreal Engine 5, there's no obligation to use all the cutting-edge rendering features and combinations of the standard render. Will also be the evidence that Fortnite, which also runs on Unreal Engine 5, however the generation continues, if the game is supports 60 frames per second, it needs to be baked into the design and accounted for in the way that doesn't necessarily apply to the games they've played on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series uh, S. Now, uh, it says, uh, The arrival of Plague Tale and Gotham running at 30 frames of curls parallel, which those titles not receiving last-gen versions. Now, for very different reasons. We've delivered a verdict on Gotham Knights, which looks like it feels like a cross-gen title, even if the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 versions were canned. We also now had a chance to play Gotham Knights on PC, where we find that the game profound CPU and GPU uh, issues to point whether it's an iCore i9-12900K paired with an RTX uh, 4090 cannot deliver sustained 60 frames per second experience, where the mainstream CPU favorite, the Rezion 5-3600, struggles to even hit 30 frames per second on default settings with ray tracing enabled. Uh, To put it brutally, Gotham Knight's 30 frames per second nature of the console appears to be down to the the authorship of the game and as opposed to the raw capabilities of the hardware. It's only speculation, of course, but based on what you've seen, the brute force power of the new machines is used to make the game likely couldn't run well on a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One work even at a basic level on the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series hardware. By extension, it's not the best example why a transition of 30 frames console game may be coming. I said this, I said the reason they dropped PlayStation 4 and Xbox is they didn't want a cyberpunk uh situation where it was just broke on the old on the old systems right so w b was like yeah we we can't run this like big beefy machines are 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 not running this game at constant thirty frames per second. the old systems it would have just been like a flip book right it would have been a flipbook you would have been yeah but there's a there's a couple
1: of things here uh. First and foremost, I don't understand why all of a sudden after they decided that they wanted the lifespan for these systems to be five and six years as opposed to the Xbox 360 PlayStation three days, which was over a decade. Okay, Understandable. But the fact remains is if you're deciding as the industry's leaders that you want the game system to be only five and six years, that means that once that period of time is over whatever games you're coming out with for the new systems, that's exactly what it's for. I'm making games for the new systems. I'm not making games for the new systems. And it has to work on the old system because of the old hardware. That's trash. Okay. That's trash. They decided that once again, we did not decide that. Okay. I'm tired of being put into this corner where I want a quality game for the system that I purchased. And they're telling me, well, we can't do it because we're we're being told that I have to make it for this system and the system beforehand. Why? Right. Why? Before, when they made a game for the new system, that was it. The game's on the new system. If you don't like it, sorry. Go find a new system to buy, either your Christmas, birthday, or next year or whatever else, and we're moving forward. Right. They've always pushed us forward. They've always have. Why is now, why is this period of time Everything has to be for all systems, and we all suffer. Why?
0: Well, I don't get it. Well, this is the this is what they say in the next uh, paragraph here. He says the goalposts have shifted with or- uh, Zorbo Studio opting for fidelity and visual uh, accomplishment over performance. But there's a twist. VI support of 40 frames per second on 120 hertz display. Sony's first-party studios have championed the use of 40 frames per second fidelity mode for much of the recent output, including Uncharted, Legacy Collection, Horizon Forbidden West, and Last of Us Part 1, a trend that was kickstarted by Insomniac Games where its Spider-Man title and Ratchet & Clank Rift uh, in time showcase the features. The reason 30 frames per second exists is the first, in the first place is that it cleanly divides into 60 hertz refresh rate. Uh, of most displays the same the same frame rate persists of two screen refreshes and looks consistent 40 frames per second is logical progression for the new wave of 120 uh, hertz screens the screen refreshes three times per game frame which offers a smoother look to 30 frames per second he says this may sound weird when you're only getting an extra 10 frames per second but frame rate isn't linear Uh, frame time is 30 frames per second updates every 33.3 milliseconds a 60 frames per second game updates every 16.7 milliseconds. Targeting 40 frames per second puts a bang in the middle with 25 milliseconds per frame persistence. It may only only extra 10 frames, but it looks so much smoother because of the exact midpoint between 30 and 60 frames present uh presentation, right? But it goes into more of the the milliseconds and, and, and whatnot. What I find uh interesting at the very end here, he talks about in this last paragraph, he says so as a cross-gen Malice gives way, titles only addressing the current consoles, we should expect to see fewer titles running at 60 frames per second. It is inevitable. 60 frames is no longer the automatic given. It becomes a design element developers need to work around and plan for more diligently. Uh, based on what we've seen so far, I think the biggest surprise is when we're already seeing titles facing CPU challenges. In the next case of Gotham Knights, it's difficult to understand why relatively basic open world is causing these problems. But looking at Plague Tale... Requiem multitude of rats or examining how the CPU intensifies in Unreal Engine 5 is right now even high on end, uh, even on high-end PCs. There's a valid reason why 60 frames per second may not be attainable, and ultimately, we may need to trust the developers to deliver what's best for the game, and the performance really is on top priority. Uh, the PC platform will always be there for you. So he's saying that, look, you might expect 60 frames, but he's saying his his thing is, 40 frames is what you need to go for because your eyes are going to see and it's, it's going to be a much smoother process for you uh, where you think it's 60, right? But it's 40. And he's also saying that, that the smoothness of a game is much more important than the, the visuals, right? Because they're, they're, they're giving the high visuals and they're, they're, they're taking the performance.
1: I, I agree. However, I don't demand every game that's on the new gen system to be 60 frames. What I'm saying is there should be games that are made from the ground up to run on the proper machine at 60 FPS. Right. Not all games, but there should be some games designed and made for the new system to fit into the box that they advertised for. I I don't demand every game be 60 frames. I've right? It's not the way it's supposed to be. I've I Always. Don't tell me you can't do it. And the, and the title to this article is also bullshit. We're, we're going back to 30 frames. We've always been on 30 frames. Right. The sprinkling has been 60 frames. The sprinkling. Not that we've just given up on 30 frames. We're all trying to do 60. That's a
0: nonsense.
1: There, even, even the title makes me angry. There, there's, like, we're always 30 frames. There, there's
0: also uh, saying that um, games that are co-op are, are not going to be at 60 frames. A lot of them, all depending on what they are. Uh, basically single-player games like God of War, Spider-Man, those can hit the 60 frames because of whatever. I'm a developer, but when you do co-op and it's two people on an online service, I personally would rather have a smooth 30 frames. Hell, I'll even, I'll take the 60 frames with lower quality of visuals.
1: Not, not smooth, bro.
0: Buttery smooth. But, buttery smooth. Like like hard, like hardline. Yeah. Like, like hardline. hardline's yeah. gunplay. Buttery I, smooth. I, I would rather have a not not a terrible looking game, but I would rather have a downgraded visual game, right? Because we always said this. We didn't ask for high visuals. They gave us high visuals. We've that always was asked, advertising right? point. We've always asked for better better run running of the games, not better visuals of the games. So I, I'm in the ballpark of I'll take 30. Okay, if you can make it sixty, forty, whatever, fantastic, right? I'll take dummy down. This look, Minecraft is one of the best-selling games on the planet. Okay, it's not visually pleasing, okay, but people put mods and stuff so on it. You get a skin pack, right? You, so you get, get a skin, skin pack. pack, right? So it would be interesting because a lot of people have been coming into into the channel. Uh, they come and quote Digital Foundry. They're like, "Well, Digital Foundry said this. Digital Foundry said this. Well, this is the guy from Digital Foundry, and he's telling you." The people out there that thirty frames is probably coming back. Where the people that are arguing about how bad Gotham Knights is that I only play sixty frames per second games, man, and that's it. I mean, he's talking about consoles, consoles only. He's not talking about PCs running at thirty frames. Obviously, if you have a PC at forty ninety with the with the maxed out stuff, you can k- take your one hundred twenty frames and and have both worlds. Okay, so it's interesting to see that the guy who does this type of stuff saying, hey. 30 frames is probably where we're staying at. We're not we're not going to go much further into into that.
1: But the, but that's my point. If if you have the guys who actually understand the tech and understand how the game runs with refresh rates with monitors with the hardware everything. They understand what it is. If those guys are the ones that understand how it is, then why are we susceptible to all these promises of 60 frames fps when they advertise for a console all the time when we know, I know, and some of you know that it's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. We know it's a lie, but you say it anyway to sell systems. And then afterwards, like, oh, we just can't do it. Visuals. Oh, just can't do it.
0: The visuals sell. So Buckalorian, what's going on, Buck? Nice to see you. Uh, he says, there isn't a frame rate increase from generation to generation. What's the point of even getting a new system? 30 frames per second is 30 frames per second, whether it's on Xbox 360 or $10,000 PC. Exactly. So so now let's open our eyes here, right? The wizard, I always use, I love using this analogy, The wizards behind the curtain selling you generations of games saying this is going to be running much better for you. And we're all like, yes, great and powerful Wizard of Oz. Tell us. But now we're peeking behind the curtain going, yeah, uh, there's really no difference because they're going to take the visuals, the lighting, the ray tracing, all this other stuff to make it look pretty and go, oh, look how many people are jerking off to Call of Duty right now. What, What the hell just happened there with my camera? Right. Right. How many people are jerking off to Call of Duty right now? because of how good it looks visually, right? That's what people look at. They're like, oh man, it looks so good. That's what sells games. This is why they show you in-game trailers. This is why they show you all this. This is why Destiny shows basically porn for Destiny people that play Destiny. They're like, oh my God, that looks amazing, right? Don't tell the secret 30. Yeah, like that's what it is. Everyone loves a new smelling car, baby. They're like, man, that car looks great. Four months down the line, you're like, this car's a piece. Same as my other car. All it has now is power windows. I had I had the roll up right. Like that's it. They're making increment of changes going through next generation, but they're selling you. They're selling you on the next stuff. Now again, I said this last week and the week before. Xbox first party titles are running at a higher frame rate. They are running at 4K. They are running at ray tracing. Playstations running at a higher performance. They're doing 60 frames per second. They are doing for their first party title games. I said I don't know if you could like automatically say that all games need to run 60 frames per second for next gen. I mean, you can put yourself at that standard, but I think you're going to p- play a lot less games unless you buy a PC with a high-end graphics card. And obviously, if you pay $1,200 for your, for your graphics card, you can't compare it to the Xbox X or the PlayStation 5 because that's not even, the, not even the same type of technology. So, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Let's go to the, uh, the next story. Next story. Microsoft says that Sony says uh, uh, Microsoft says that Sony's deal with Activision stops Call of Duty coming to Game Pass. The deal was made public when Microsoft's submission to the UK marketing regulators. <laughs> uh the footnote appears in the section detailing the potential benefits uh, to consumers uh from Microsoft's point of view of Activision Blizzard's catalog coming to Game Pass it's Microsoft says that the plans to honor existing contractual obligations that Activision Blizzard may have with other platforms in the event of a 68 billion dollar acquisition going forward what I- existing contractual obligations are those uh why one of the likely agreement between Activision Blizzard and Sony in the places restrict the ability of Activision Blizzard to, p- to place call of duty titles on Game Pass for a number of years which i think is two. It would be two because they added three on top, which is five, but that's a new contract. So Activision's standing contract is two. So it's apparently that these agreements that Xbox Phil Spencer had in mind when he spoke to Sony's boss in January and confirmed Microsoft intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Unfortunately, the footnote ends there, so there's not much of the way of detail about what the restrictions are or how long it will remain in effect in potential post-acquisitions world given that Call of Duty's continued non-appearance in the Game Pass uh, would have gotten the imaginative restrictions and fairly significant if there's not an outright block of Call of Duty coming to uh, the service. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarge, didn't we read a story that said that Call of Duty is coming out every two years now? So it launches tonight. So we're not seeing another one until 2025, which the contract with Sony probably ends in 2025, and that means that the next Call of Duty game that comes out, and again, chat. Let me know if I'm wrong here. The next potential Call of Duty game comes out in 2025, which could be on Game Pass then, right? So the brand new Call of Duty game that comes out after a year of absence would be on Game Pass, and then Xbox would be selling that on, on Game Pass, correct? Is it
1: 2024? I... Listen, I, I still think there's something going on behind the scenes of why they're still so crazy in the brain about call of duty being on xbox only there's stall there's gotta be there there's something there's something else going on i don't understand if i compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges we know sony has games that are first party for their system only we know they're not going to be for any other system and that's completely fine but for some reason this particular game means more to sony than anything else and it doesn't make sense it just doesn't right The way that the argument is being told is, is basically that call of duty will tank Sony if they're not allowed to sell it. And I don't believe that for a moment, there's something else. They're using this as leverage for some other kind of play. It's, it, it doesn't make sense why this is the conversation. It just doesn't. One game is not going to make or break the entire industry, especially that one. I just don't get it, man. There's plenty of games, like literally plenty of games especially the ones that are only on
0: PlayStation, especially those. Well, that's what I meant, Krebsy. So I I, I misspoke when I said 2025, because I said two years, right? So it is two years. So 2023, because it comes out 2022, not coming out 2023, and then comes out 2024. I, I thought we were already in 2023. So basically what I'm saying is two years. So if it only comes out, in the next two years and the contract right now that Activision has with Sony is two years. Then when Microsoft buys it, they're still fulfilling the two year progression. And then when the next call of duty comes out, it could be on game pass. Right. That's what, that's what I've said. So I I said the wrong year, but it's still two years. So I appreciate that. Imagine how Sony devs feel right now. (laughs) So uh, going, going from, going from that for call of duty, to uh, Elon Musk, apparently plans to lay off 75 percent of Twitter's staff. Uh, so, uh, the billionaire pending Twitter takeover reportedly involves mass layoffs and could hinder the company's ability to moderate content and alter the user's experience. So basically, it's what Twitter is now, right? Like no one's moderating that shit. <laughs> okay, but
1: but 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 first of all, but first of all, that's an invalid statement because they don't know that. They don't know how many people it takes to run the company. They assume because they're making hand, money handovers fist that they can have 7000 people working from home doing nothing and saying that they're working okay there are other companies who have less people working and are and are servicing more people so the the fact that they use that as a argument to begin the conversation with makes me laugh it makes me laugh i'm glad come in make it private clean house and start over right it's your company now that's what they wanted right that's what they wanted Right, they sued him because he was trying to back out. They were forcing him to buy it. Well, now he's got it. Okay, so now if it's my company, my fucking rules, and so now I get to decide who stays and who goes because
0: it's not public anymore. Elon, Elon, I don't see
1: the problem. I don't see the problem.
0: He walked into Twitter's uh, headquarters today holding a sink, and he's walking. This is this is this is what you can tell. Elon Musk is really a nerd, right? Because sink in, right? He's like. They let that sink in. So he, he literally carries a sink into Twitter, and he's like, this is good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Super, super tech nerd yeah. joke. Yeah, super I got tech it. Nerd I got joke, the right? joke. Yeah. So, I got the joke. So it's, it's it's
0: pretty funny. He walks in, and, and now he can just be like, I, I would love if they f- videotaped this, right? And he walks in, and he's like, hey, everybody, what's going on? get the fuck out, everyone, get out! Like, he just, he just goes off on I
1: Here's here's what I see. I, I think the quartering had the best rendition of it. He had Ari from Entourage when he walked into the oh, room with, and with had the, all his lawyers there. With the water and he gun wrote on the board, <laughs> to GTFO, he basically wrote that on the board and told everyone, like, just get out, you're yeah. all fired. Just That's get exactly out. it. Like, like, first of all, it's your company, right? Yeah. What I thought was hilarious was the list of demands from the employees, a list of demands. Like the boss just took over, he's getting ready to start putting heads on the chopping block, and you come out with this I want this my sh- giant list I of, demand of all the stuff that we demand latte, as an employee.
0: Like a Soy Latte Coffee Bar. You can't take away the coffee bar.
1: I was like, y- you guys are you guys are dreaming, right? Like you understand how this works. right? your little list of demands doesn't mean crap now. It doesn't mean anything. Your boss is in charge. He bought the company. I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, what world do these people live in? That would be like me saying, I work for such and such company, and as soon as they get bought out by somebody else, I basically tack on a giant poster board on the boss's door that says, I demand all these things, otherwise I'm going to start suing. Like, the boss goes,
0: oh, that's great. I'll, I'll consider yeah, that for no, you. Hang on. Oh, you're done. You're fired.
1: <laughs> Period. Yeah.
0: It's a right to work. Yeah, it, it, It's funny. It's just funny that he comes in so it's going through that's it uh he owns twitter i think he paid 44 million dollars 44 billion is that what he paid 44 billion dollars uh yeah oh and by the way by the way the banks weren't gonna remember
1: remember how this goes right remember the the leading into this remember the banks were like oh no we can't give them the funding for this right that's what they said like oh we can't we can't give them the funding for this because it's it's not right even they were trying to block the sale then the, then the suing came out and he was forced to buy it. Yeah. And now that he has to buy it, the banks have the money, it's no problem. Yeah. Like really? all of a sudden, no to forty four billion. No problem, forty four billion. It's just that quick. It's like somebody asking you for fifty bucks. Like, do you got fifty bucks on your bro? No, I don't have it. Uh, yeah, all right, here you go. Here, here's fifty bucks. Like bullshit, dude. I think it's I... all, all bullshit.
0: Hold on. I think he did one more thing on, on Twitter. I don't know if he I don't know if he put it back. Hold on, let me let me check it. His profile real
1: fast because in his yeah i can't yeah. I listen i can't wait I, what i want to know is does he fire them on friday Here, because the closing happened today here's, the here's closing what happened
0: today here's what he put on his twitter right chief chief twit
2: <laughs> <laughs> changed, his, changed his profile
0: thing to chief twit <laughs> he's it he's he is twitter he he is twitter he literally changed the whole thing uh yeah. It's it, it's funny. I, I I think it's look. I don't care if he shuts down the whole company. No, I I no, really don't. No, but but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you have to understand what the, what it, what it actually means. Like here's here's
1: how you really crank it up to eleven. Right? Do you fire everybody on Friday? Like normally you're
0: supposed to do? Finish out you out you the fire week. Friday, yeah, Finish out the right? week.
1: The, you let them finish out the week. The 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 red notice comes on Friday. Then on Monday next week. Okay. On Monday next week, right before November starts. He reinstates everybody that's been banned, and watch and uh, watch everyone's head just explode. Yeah. Like everyone's back on that was kicked off.
0: Yeah, because the rules have changed. Yeah, because right? because well, he he said within reason, you, you can't just come out and start uh viewing like hatred or racism things on 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 Twitter. You know what I'm saying? It's still, no, no, it's, no, no, still no, no, it's still no, I'm, moderated. I'm
1: not talking. I'm not talking about semantics of it. I'm talking about the people that were banned for my belief system as opposed oh, to your sure. belief yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking he, about. He, he's He yes. wants to
0: bring everyone back like that, yeah. So, yeah. I just think it's funny. Look, he, I would have loved it if he just bought it back in March and was like, done? Uh, it's closed down. Uh, say goodbye to Twitter, right? Facebook. <laughs> right. Right. He just, he just right. gets rid of it. That would have been...
1: <laughs> he, he, just, he just literally just he's shuts gotta it down. He's got to get his
0: money back first, bro. No. He's got to get his money no. back first, though. Listen, Come on. the dude's making more money, like... By the time he fires everybody, he's already made a billion dollars from his other companies that he's doing, right? He's got, he's got well, to do his severance pay once, for all these people, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of money. money. Once Elon Musk gets the rocket onto Mars, forget about it. He'll, he'll be the richest man not only on planet Earth. He'll be the richest man in the universe because he got people to in, Mars. In the solar system, let's go easy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go easy. In the solar system. Oh, yeah, because we don't know anybody else. Maybe, maybe Star-Lord's out there, and he's much richer. So from from one deb- debacle of a major company to the next, let's talk about Tencent shareholders drown their sorrows as Chinese tech crackdown makes it less valuable than a booze firm, okay? So Tencent, the Chinese tech gaming colossal, is, is uh, owning a slice of uh, seemingly of everything in the gaming industry, is no longer China's most valuable company. Bloomberg reports that Tencent stock price has hit a five-year low, and overall market capitalization of the overtaking late last month By all of all things, I can't pronounce those names, so I'm not going to try, okay? Production uh, of a time writing this had a $235 million lead over to Tencent's market cap. This would also have been unthinkable just last year when Tencent was trending about between $50 and $90 per share and was easily the most valuable company in China. But Tencent uh, fortunes has been brought to low by increasingly hostile domestic environment, by combinations of China's tech crackdown, strict COVID policies, and generally flagging economic growth have made it hard for Tencent to plenty of the other Chinese companies or I'm sorry yeah plenty of the other Chinese companies to do business and Tencent has wiped 650 billion dollars off its market cap since the beginning of 2021. Uh, the downturn of, of of this has led Tencent to pursue strategies downsizing, imposing wave of firings in departments across China in an effort to make up for the losses uh, and the frosty Chinese uh, the frosty Chinese market even partially explains Tencent's ever-growing pers- persistence in the West gaming market. I've been buying up non-Chinese companies because of currently so uh, so tough to do business at home. So Tencent just signed a deal with Ubisoft, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh they just like a month, two months ago. Yeah. Penning deals, they pending deals with Ubisoft trying to failing uh and failing to make a Lord of the Rings MMO with Amazon and opening a Al Govern nightmare hotel uh, also as well. So they they still they're still doing business, but the company is is, is hurting big time right now. Over in their in their their native land, uh, because of all these policies and all the changes that happened since COVID, they just can't do business over there anymore, They're losing shit ton of money. So this is why Ten Cent's trying to shift over to American companies. And so, what do you do you have any insight or anything to to add to this? Listen, uh,
1: Ten Cent's not going to go anywhere, right? Regardless if they can't sell the product in China for whatever reasons they can still sell to the rest of the market. So it's an adjustment, right? And then when the laws change or whatever they lobby for in their own country to to make things easier, the stock price goes back up again. Because otherwise the stock would just, the company would just implode, right? It's not going to implode. It's time for a restructuring, a sell-off, firing some people, right? uh, uh, getting yourself more diversified in other markets and the stock price will come back up. Listen, the entire world stock markets are all messed up right now, right? This hmm. is just one company amongst many, right? We got, we got another year, year and a half to go before things start to stabilize again. Right? We're still waiting, we're still waiting for our crash over here.
0: Right. right? We're probably, still waiting. Yeah, which will probably happen sometime early Soon. to mid next year, yeah.
2: Soon. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> all right, next story. If if,
1: oh. if if it's down, if it's down low enough, honestly, I, I, if it's down that far,
0: you know what I'm thinking, so. <laughs> not, not giving any stock advice here. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, uh, just a person. <clears throat> so uh, next story, Red Dead Redemption 2 fan with nearly 6,000 hours on Stadia gets thrown a lifeline by Rockstar. Just a month ago, we talked about this, and I said, man, all Rockstar has to say is, all right, we'll help you out. Like, th- this would be good publicity for them, right? And here you go. So Red Dead Redemption 2 player managed to clock in almost 6,000 hours on Google Stadia. And won't lose all of his progress after all. Last month, Google announced that planning to pull the plug on the gaming service of Stadia in January of 2023, one player particularly, at 6,000 hours. Now, he said, uh, please, in his tweet, said, please let us do a one-time character transfer. I'm begging you. Now it appears that Rockstar has taken pity on the unfortunate player and agreed to help him and others who face losing progress due to Stadia's closure. In a tweet... A reveal he's now received confirmation from the company that he he and all the other players who played with game within 30 days of Stadia's announcing its shutdown would be able to transfer their progression and currency to either PC, Xbox One, or PlayStation 4. Wait, a minute. can he not transfer to Xbox Series S or X or, or PlayStation Five? He only could do the Xbox One. Well, I guess if you move it to there, then you can move it over to the next one for the upgraded version. Sons it's just, of bitches. The
1: file. Just a file. These
0: man. these sons of bitches, they're they're gonna make they're gonna give it to him for free, but if he wants to upgrade to the next one, he's gotta buy the game again over on the play, on the Xbox or the PlayStation Probably. 5. Sons Probably. of bitches. Hey, hey,
1: by the way, speaking of speaking of uh, uh I guess rumors, uh, wasn't there supposed to be a GTA six Information dump coming up. Yeah,
0: they were supposed to be on the 21st on Friday last week, Sarge,
1: until there wasn't. Until there wasn't. Right, until there wasn't. Meanwhile, has anyone gone to jail for all the crazy shit that's happened in the past month? Nope. Nope. Has anyone gone to jail? No one's. Was was there nothing proven?
0: No one's reporting Uh, anything.
1: Massive, massive information dump. Uh, The code's out in the open. Yep. Black market. All this stuff, black Black, market market. has it, but no one's in jail. And now there's going to be an info dump at some point. Really? Yeah. I I don't believe in this stuff anymore.
0: <laughs> I just don't. No no one's going to jail as of yet. We'll, we'll let you know, Sarge. We'll let you know if someone goes to jail for that. The, the next story. Someone went to jail. Nope. No, someone almost went to jail, it, but he, largest, he said he was not they guilty. Said,
1: they said it was the largest in industry uh, spy thing ever to get that much information out of a company illegally. No one's in jail. Right. <clears throat> well, Buck. That, you you want to know why? Because he said it wasn't me. They basically arrested him, put him in a jail cell, put him behind the desk. They did the good cop, bad cop on him, and he went like this, wasn't me. And that's 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 the gist of it. Nobody's in jail, nothing Cre- happened. They're not, they're not after anybody else. Krebsy, I,
0: I didn't think you were crazy. You you said a point of they didn't they didn't show the trailer because it was supposed to show at PlayStation event. PlayStation's not showing their event because they're trying right. to, to to show down their that their company is not having cool games come out. Because just they, for their system, right? Just for their system for exclusives and whatnot, because they want to make sure that the regulators don't think that their system's better than Xbox's. So they're buying Activision, right? Right. So they
1: it's, stop the information. That, that's though. not a yeah. crazy
0: theory. That's that's pretty practical. If it if it is, I mean, that's you're just tanking. You're tanking it on purpose so you you look better because you don't want to
1: help them. You don't and want, then so you as soon as it the passes,
0: army. then they're like, oh, uh, state of play tomorrow, right? I mean, that's just what it is. That's like cleaning up well, the room. Well, well, that's like cleaning that's up your room and throwing it. everything in the closet <laughs> when your parents walk in and they're like, Yeah, my room's clean. Room's clean. Yeah, and then they open it, avalanche comes in. <laughs> but that's just it,
1: right? We don't have to worry about E3 anymore. If they want to do an information dump, they just decide to do an
0: information dump whenever they feel yeah, like. Anytime they want. Right. Right. Anytime. You don't need the award show. You don't need to. No. just
1: You don't got to wait for any award show. Wednesday, so three
0: o'clock, drop a bomb. Boom. Yep. There you go. That's the information we got.
1: Yeah. A couple guys from the couple of guys in the company going to a podcast and they just started talking. Not even that. That's it.
0: One guy takes a picture of an emblem and puts it on Twitter. It explodes and runs wild. That's Did you it. see that? The bumper of a car from my you see that palm tree in the back? Vice City confirmed. I saw, I
1: saw, I saw a pink squiggle. That's all I saw. <laughs> I knew it was Vice City. I saw, I saw pink that squiggle. pink
0: squiggle back in Grand Theft Auto Five on a piece of paper in the in the desert when Trevor was uh picking up that hooker. With the ATV, it's the same pink squirk, uh, no, little squiggle.
1: I, I listen. I add up all the stuff that was supposed to be released when they want when Sony was supposed to do the dump of information for their up and coming games. GTA was supposed to be part of that. And and because they did not want to show and showcase the six games that were going to come out that had nothing to do with any other system except PlayStation, right? They didn't yeah. want to put that first, and they didn't want to put that up front in the midst of them screaming like little children that they're not going to get their game on their system in five years. Well, okay, they you can't you can't make this stuff up, man. You can't
0: make it. I, up. I don't know if this it's is too. It's too good. Have we? Gonna, is good. is this confirmed? This is confirmed guys, because I know this is not an official PlayStation thing, but is this this confirmed? uh, Because Forspoken is a PlayStation 5 exclusive until 2025. Right? Forspoken comes out January 24th of 2023. It'll be exclusive for two years uh, on PlayStation. Now, it is coming out for PC, okay, but it's exclusive on console only for PlayStation 5. But but PlayStation's also doing a world tour to make sure Call of Duty doesn't become exclusive for one other console, even though that company is saying it's not going to be exclusive. I don't know if this is. Uh, yeah, it, it's for console. Yeah, I, I know it's for PC, but it's still funny the, the, the people's like, you can't do exclusives. Hey, by the way, Forspoken, it's exclusive for two years, right? <laughs> That's confirmed. OK, I, I just think it's funny. All right. So, so uh, the next thing I want to talk about, God of War. God of War uh, Ragnarok PlayStation 5 true potential remains untapped due to PlayStation 4's hardware limitations. Now, the sequel to conclude The Adventures of Kratos and Norse Mythic, uh, we'll, we'll skip that, Gene Parker, journalist of the uh, Washington Post, wrote a preview of God of War Ragnarok and revealed many interesting surface-level details about the game. As reported to the journalist, the game is not fully utilizing the full potential of the latest technology of PlayStation 5, and the main reason for that, he claims, is the hidden loading times of the game that were also seen uh, in its predecessor. Now, uh, the latest uh, M2 SSD have enabled devs to provide seamless gaming experience for the fans with the latest of no-load screens. Upcoming true next-gen games like Dead Space Remake or Silent Hill 2 Remake will opt in for the seamless gaming experience reported by the respective studios. Now, While God of War Ragnarok looks beautiful and performs well on the last-gen PlayStation 4, it also look also holding it back from outperforming a pre- uh, predecessor in terms of faster loading times and higher frame rates while keeping the resolution of the game intact. Uh, it was also resol- also revealed recently that God of War Ragnarok would feature a four graphics mod, including 120 frames per second mode, and the game's length uh, was also reported recently to be 40 hours, including 20 hours of main story and 20 hours of side quests. Undoubtedly, the game seems to be a, a notch in every aspects compared to its predecessor, whether the about to be beautiful visuals or lengthy gameplay. Look, I played the last God of War. That that game is a f- fucking masterpiece. Okay, and I don't I don't see God of War Ragnarok being anything lower than that. Now obviously, it could come out and be the next Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky or Fallout 76, but I highly doubt it based on what the what that studio has done in the past. Up until they prove me wrong, right? Which I don't I hope they never prove me wrong. I hope this game comes out and it's flawless. Like when I played on the PlayStation 4, I was like this game is amazing. The gameplay the story, the graphics, the sound. Everything about this game is just top quality. And I don't I don't expect this to be any different because of load times or anything like that. I'm not getting it for PlayStation 4 because I would like the experience of this game along with Ghost of Tsushima on a PlayStation 5. So I probably won't get this game or Ghost of Tsushima or anything for like two, three years. I'll get the remake. You know what I'm saying? Like when they remaster it or something by the time it comes out, that's when I'll get one. Uh, what do you think, Sarge, about the Ragnarok with the potential, uh, you know, it it's being held back because still. Obviously, we've talked about this with the, with the Xbox Series S and whatnot and the old systems last week about being held back because of the old systems. Do you think that this game is going to suffer because of the PlayStation 4?
1: Probably. That's usually how it goes. If it's if it's specced out for the newer system, they have to scale back for the older one. Do you do you not remember the load times for RDR two and Grand Theft Auto five? Do you not remember the load times? Oh, the load times waiting waiting for, for the Grand Theft
0: Auto five was terrible. It was like waiting, was like waiting for stuff to load. It was like three and a half right. minutes to to get
1: to load. Something. So if we if we were to go back to that for some strange reason, it hmm. would not surprise me in the least because you're trying to cross generation these games that don't belong. We'll see, oh. like. I, you can't complain about load times until you have actually bought the game, put it in, and go. Why am I still looking at a load screen five minutes later? Like that kind of shit will come out. I mean, but you can't, you can't, you, can't, you start, you can't start crying about it before it actually happens,
0: right, Williams? Go, go to the bathroom, cook dinner, right? Like, I, I don't even need to see an article, Krebsy, because I'm not, I'm not countering the point of. I, I don't think it's going to affect the game in any way, shape, or form. I think the game is made for PlayStation Four and also for next gen. The next-gen stuff is going to tap into the uh, uh, the dual DualSense uh, controls that, that are on PlayStation 5. Obviously, the visuals are going to be more... Again, a, a, a company that works on one game for one system can do a lot more than a company that's doing eight ports across the board, right? You know what I mean? I mean, yes. it, it, it's just... It's logically... Yes. They're spending more time with performance and the graphics and all the stuff because they don't have to port it out to four or five different systems. So everything that Sony's made first party title is always been solid. Even I mean, even they're shitty. Like I, when I say shitty, compared to like a God of War or Ghost of Tsushima, like I, I I can't even first party title's bad. There isn't one because even the downer grade ones, I should say, is still gorgeous looking and they run fantastic. You know, so I, I don't I don't need a counterpoint to telling me why uh, this article is wrong because I don't agree with this article. I I I am the counterpoint. My counterpoint is that I don't think it's going to affect the game whatsoever. I think this game, because of God of War 1, is going to sell more copies than the last one, okay? Uh, not only more copies on the PlayStation 5 alone, because I think it sold 5 million copies the first month, and then 8 million copies in, within the within like three months. I think it'll sell more than that on the PlayStation 5 for God of War 2. On top of that, it'll sell just as many on the PlayStation 4. So I I, I think total it'll sell like 8 million, 9 million copies when it comes out between both systems.
2: Yeah, but Days Gone look. had a pretty it shitty to... launch, but it was still a, a, a decent game,
1: right? Yeah, but Days Gone was one of those types of games that fell into that, um, that media trap, right? The media kept portraying it as a substandard game, but after the first, I think it was three months or six months was out, it sold really well, but then they focused on the fact that it didn't sell as well as they wanted. Right. So it kept, it kept this like, this black cloud over it, like it didn't do well when it actually did. It did well. Yeah. It just didn't do it. It basically didn't make all the money, but it did sell well. Yeah. Right. That's basically what had happened.
2: All right. Next one we got.
0: Fallout 4 is getting a free upgrade for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S on PC. The current gen update will include a performance mode for higher frame rates. Uh, This this will excite you, Sarge. According to the blog post, the official Fallout website uh, free update will include a performance mode featuring high frame rates, quality feature, of 4K resolution gameplay, bug fixes, and even boss creation club content. Fallout 4 is enhanced on Xbox One X... uh, X last generation, which enabled the uh, the game to run at 4K 30 frames per second, and the Xbox Series XS is enabled to run the game with uh, a FPS boost setting enabled, but while it increases the frame rate to 60 frames per second, it also reportedly drops the resolution to 10, uh, 1080p. Um, in hopes of the upcoming update will make it possible to play the game in both resolution and frame rate enhanced, rather than just one or the other. Also announced on the 25th anniversary bundle of Fallout 76, including the Vault Boy Portrait, uh shooting targets uh suite and Lincoln repeater level actions. Uh so there you go. Uh is this gonna bring you back, Sarge? Are you gonna are you gonna pop Fallout Four back in and play it at four K at sixty frames Fallout per 4, second?
1: I play Fallout Four about twice a year. I start playing it up again and I go through the I go through the game. It doesn't just like I do Skyrim every once in a while, I go through it and I, I go play it again. What what makes me laugh, right? What makes me laugh is they say bug fixes. Okay. Now what you have to understand is like Bethesda didn't give a shit about their bug fixes for that game at all. The mods, okay, because because the mods, yeah, the mods had a it. had an unofficial had an unofficial patch made for that game that fixed. I think it was like seventy five to eighty percent of all the broken quest glitches. The fact that you couldn't get the high end merchants into the town, all kinds of things that were fixed. But here is the rub if you downloaded the unofficial patch even though it came from the mod center inside the actual game okay you couldn't you you could no longer get achievements in the game right we fixed we fixed your game but because we fixed your game with our patches i'm not allowed to get achievements now because you used a patch that wasn't qualified by Bethesda meanwhile Bethesda didn't give a shit about fixing those things at all so i'll only get excited if Bethesda. i see the patch notes if I see the patch notes of what they decided to fix after, I'm sorry, five years? What, how, when did Hold the game come that. out?
0: The game came out in... Right? When did uh, it, when did eight fall- years? When did it come it's, out? It, it came out in 2000... Hey, 2015, you show me the list. 2015?
1: You, sh- you show me the list of bug fixes that's going to come out
0: for this free update, and I'll tell you if I get excited or not. Let's see, release date, 2015. November 10th, 2015. So we're, we're talking seven years right now. Yeah, exactly. Seven years.
1: So excited?
0: No. I'm more
1: excited. I send thank you cards to the modders. I send them I send them actual thank you cards because of fixing the game because I have got tired of the game breaking, and so they fixed it. Right? So after eight years, I, well, well, let's figure it out, Mike. I guess some people might not be working on Starfield if they have time to fix Fallout 4. Let's put it that way. Right? Well, right?
0: We we, if, we already read the article. Guys, yeah. We already read the article that there's a whole group with a roadmap what they're gonna fix with Starfield when the game comes out. The modders, the modders are ready to go, and they have a roadmap of what they're gonna do with Starfield when it comes out. Imagine that the modders have a fucking roadmap of a game that's not even out yet. <laughs> it's, oh, it's fantastic.
1: It's, it's so asinine, man. It, you it, it it's not it, when you say the words it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense to you, right? That you have people working on fixing Fallout 4 now. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have one of the greatest games that you're ever going to come out with that, still in the works. So I guess
0: some guys are free. It's, huh? it's not how it launches, Sarge. It's how it
1: finishes. Yeah, well, it it finishes like dog shit, right? It finishes Bob like Howard. dog shit. That's how it
0: finishes. The monitors get a 401k in health benefits also. Yeah, <laughs> They're a union. They're a union, Williams. Uh, Krebsy says, unless they're updating Fallout 4 because they're taking assets from it and using Starfield. Well, I said this earlier, Sarge. That's supposed to come out in 2023, right? Starfield was also pushed to 2023 and it said first half. I said, wouldn't it be a kick in the nuts if this update comes out in the first half of the year because Starfield's getting pushed back to the back end of the year? Yeah. Right? You Listen, Do you, listen, look look at me now. Is that a big book of bull? Do you actually, do you
1: actually believe, do you actually believe that
0: Starfield's coming out in the first half of next year? Well, Sarge, you know what we're going to do? Big book of bull. Big book of bull. We're going to put it in. We're going to put it in. I'm going to say it. We're going to put it in, in the big book of bull. All right, so here it is. Fallout 4 update will come out in the beginning of next year. Okay, it'll come out in the beginning of next year. And then, let me put that back on the screen, right? And then it'll, it'll push Starfield into the back half because they're not ready. And they're like, what do we do to, to soften the blow of Starfield going late next year? They're like, let's put out Fallout 4 update, 60 frames per second, 4K, everyone will love it. Right.
2: Right. What's going to be? Starfield's going to get delayed to
0: late, to, to late next year. That's the big book of
1: bull. Pick, pick the month. Pick the month you think everyone will get more excited about. September release, October release, Christmas release. Oh, well, you know, for, for Starfield? I don't, I don't, November. It's not coming out the first half of the year.
2: Yeah, well, the room for Redfall is happening in the summer. Summer next year. Yeah. 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 So, fallout, spring, redfall, summer, Starfield, winter happen that's that's the prediction all right next story nvidia
0: and what was go ahead sarge Uh, i'll go with that but that's the likes november yeah so nvidia working on holographic vr display technology graphic card uh manufacturer nvidia applies for patent for holographic technology design to be used in displays and headsets The technology company most known for the graphics cards NVIDIA has applied for a patent for a a new type of holographic VR display and the patent application seems to involve the display is placed on the head-mounted gear and would work as a virtual reality headset. NVIDIA's intentions are not to display the patent application and it's only a technical explanation of the potential technology, but this could prove to be one of the first gaming-focused holographic VR headsets on the market. I hope they don't get the graphic designer that did the the menu system on on Gotham Knights to do the headset display because that would be horrific if they got that guy to do it right? or the person. To do it. Uh, we're going to move on from that real fast. The next one, Sarge, this is the one that you wanted to talk about. Chip transfers over 1 million gigabytes worth of data per second. A team of researchers make a huge breakthrough designing a computer chip capable of transferring a totality of the Internet traffic in one second. Okay, A major breakthrough in data transfer via fiber optic occurred for the, for the team of researchers who were able to use a single computer chip Transfer 1.84 petabytes of data in one second. This breakthrough could have implications to everything from mobile technology to cloud gaming services such as Xbox Game Pass. This amounts to roughly twice the amount of data that the internet traffic produces, or 230 million photo downloads per second. Uh, Services like Xbox Game Pass use data transfers to allow gamers to play video games on a service via the internet. So Man, I'm glad that thing like this came out make my point more. A uh, Technology Universe of Denmark, working alongside researchers from Sweden and Japan, implemented a, f- a photonic chip technology. This design allows optic components, optical components to be built directly into the computer chip and divides the stream of data into thousands and in separate channels. As video games get more graphically demanding, and cloud gaming will require components that can quickly be effectively transmitted mass amounts of data. For example, it was recently announced that Xbox Game Pass will be available on the MetaQuest 2 if virtual reality cloud gaming becomes popular in the future, massive amounts of data will be needed to fluid experience cloud gaming. Now, while the data transfer rates currently exceed the 10.66 petabytes per second, the uh, beauty of, of this discovery allows the extreme transfer speed. You're, you are correct, Sarge, because it's only doing 1.9 and the internet's at 10.66 petabytes, right? And they're only doing almost two petabytes, but exponentially faster. They'll get there, right? So discovering allowed the high-speed data transfer technology to reach... For mobile markets, Uh, Jorgensen also hopes that shrinking the technology down to silicone level, making it uh, uh, applicable to host technology devices like upcoming Razor's Edge, rely on cloud gaming to give uh, gamers access to entire libraries in their pocket, and will need the ability to quickly transfer data games that evolve. So... We we literally just had a conversation about this on my stream the other day. People were worried about that cloud gaming's not going to make it. It's going to it's going to take like seven years. I said no. What we've done in like nope. a thousand years, okay, the, the technology we've done in a thousand years, we've done the exact same stretch in like one month, right? It's like exponentially faster. Our phones uh, are a thousand times more powerful than what set the rockets up to the moon. Okay, so from 1960 to to now, okay. We we have NASA in our pocket, okay. That sent off a rocket to the moon, okay. And as the years progress, it gets faster, faster because more people are literally working on things, which makes it faster. The technology moves faster. So I would say, if this is true, and they by the time they make this, we're talking three years where Xbox will go into a great great segue here, which I didn't didn't plan, but I'm going to look at the story here, which would go perfect with. Phil Spencer uh, right here with the uh, head of Phil Spencer says Keystone streaming device is years away. Now, Sarge, before I go to this story, what do you think about the, the chipset that does almost two terabytes of peta, petabytes uh, that can be transferred within seconds?
1: Well, I, I, I want to make sure I read the article again myself. But I heard something about, you said light. That's what I mentioned before, <laughs> that if, if it's a light type of thing as, as opposed to electricity, Type of transfer, uh, and then this solves the problem for cloud gaming. I mean, if this if this chip were to come out, and then next year, uh, Stadia would have come out. Stadia would have been a billion dollar industry. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like it just came out too too early. Now they have the solution for cloud gaming. Right. The, the, the data transfer isn't fast enough, and now you have this. Right. Now you have. Now my question here's now. Here's my question. Give it eighteen months from now. What's my unlimited plan look like? Right. (laughs) Huh? What's my unlimited plan look Uh, like in 18 months? We we
0: have a new plan for you, Sarge. We just got it in uh, where you can get three petabytes of information per month. It's going to cost you $400. uh, uh, $400 a month per data plan. It's unlimited, but it's four petabytes of data. But
1: this is why I say the fact that they say that the stuff that's flying in the air is limited. Oh, we just can't do it. Like, I don't... I don't believe that kind of talk Ultimate, like we know limited, unlimited pro plan. That's right. Yeah. They, as soon as they, <laughs> as soon as they find themselves in a technological cul-de-sac, right. Where they know they can't make any more money. Like we just can't make any more money. It's, this is all the money we're going to make. They go, Oh no, we got to make more money. And yeah. some guy comes out of the closet and says, ah, I could download the internet in two seconds. <laughs> like, Oh, I guess we, I guess we're moving forward again then. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What a surprise when you guys, when you guys can't milk the market for any more money, somehow there's always a breakthrough to push things along. It's fascinating.
0: It, I, fascinating. I, I think it's funny because I read this earlier. Uh, so, head, Phil Spencer says the Keystone streaming device is years away. Now, now uh, I said years ago that the Series X, when they first announced the Series Xboxes, I said a Series is more than two. A pair yep. is two. Right? A Series is so they're working on another console or a device. And I said, years ago that they're working on some sort of dongle whatever it's official that it, they are working on one called the keystone we, we know about that and he says it's, it's, it's keith years stone right, it's so keith, keith stone so smooth right so he says the official name of it has been codenamed keystone that the name first leaked uh and it's also discovered the internal xbox list right now codenames consoles now the, the keith stone keystone <laughs> learning anything about the probably going forward keystone was something where a prototype. And they said they they put it on the shelf, literally. They put it on the shelf, like above Bill Spencer's desk. Right, it's behind him. Uh because they're they're focusing on other things right now, because Samsung TVs that they just got, where the cloud gaming is going directly to the television set. So Samsung, which I looked it up earlier today, Sarge, is the number one. Between LG and Samsung, they were fifty percent of the television market. Okay. But Samsung by itself is number one, LG's number three, number two is Sony, okay. So obviously, Xbox partnered up with the number one, which is Samsung. Okay, and obviously, Ramsey brought it up earlier. Said, "Well, maybe they they have contracts with Samsung, and they maybe they can't get it out now. So maybe they're stuck with it." And I said, "Perhaps, maybe that's what it is." But at the same time, they they also could be all right. Let's let's do this and and as a as a testing ground of what's happening on the Samsung, and then if it works out with the cloud gaming on us on the the largest market, which is 30%, I think, of the market. There's like 30 of them with LG. They're 50% of the market. So if they do a testing with Samsung, then two years down the road, if it's years away, boom, now you have the cloud gaming uh, box that comes into play. And if this technology, the chip that we just talked about, I mean, 18 months from now, 24 months from now, if it's doing almost two ter- two petabytes of information per second now, who knows what it can do in the future? And then all of a sudden... We have XCloud positioned right at the top, okay, because someone's gotta buy this technology, Sarge, right? So Xbox has got a lot of money burning well, the our, Well our, the, the
1: military will first. Well, of course. Because Skynet, okay? Because of the actual Skynet, as we're we're uh, listen, I only say this as a joke, but where it's not a joke. If anyone's been following the Boston, the the Boston Aerodynamics guys, the 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 MIT guys, the robots that they're making, and now this other company has the AI chips and how computers are learning much faster and they're trying to put a neural net together where the, the, the computer neural net is as is, is, is complex as the human brain. And then you have Boston Dynamics over here making robots. We are, we are literally five years away from Skynet, like the actual Skynet.
0: Or, or less.
1: <laughs> okay. Like actual Skynet. We already have drones with guns on them. I mean, we already have the beginnings of the hunter-killer. Did anybody watch the other... Did anybody watch... That I, I wasn't the last Terminator with the with, with the females, but the one prior to that one where they're actually at Skynet and you actually see the drones flying around yeah, like the, the stage one drones oh. like we're we're there. We're we're there. I don't know.
0: I don't know if you guys are keeping score. Right. I mean, <laughs> but we are there. I mean, I, I'll take the Terminator, but got to do my lawn. He's got to push the lawnmower around. Right. That's that's what yeah, I want him for. Yeah. For the first six months he's gonna push these yeah, push and then, a lawnmower. And then he'll take after over the that, lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. After that as he's mowing the lawn, he's doing he's doing perimeter control and knows where to where exactly to, to stage everything, right? Uh so the next story I want to talk about is uh Microsoft's gaming division reports its best quarter one ever quarterly revenue. Uh, so no Phil Spencer says that the uh, quarter one record quarterly revenue, Microsoft released a quarterly earnings report Tuesday, October 25th. The company's 2023 fiscal year began on July 1st and ended on the first ending on September 30th. So a note of independent analysts uh, Deming, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dom's playing. Microsoft Gaming Division brought in $3.61 billion in quarter one compared to $3.59 billion from quarter one of last year. Now this represents the overall growth of 0.47% since the time last year, and set a record of Xbox quarterly profits. Now, hardware sales saw the most significant increase, which proceeds up to 13% m- over the three-month period. Meanwhile, gaming revenue grew uh, comparatively modest of 4%. Uh, this last quarter was not without hiccups, though. However, despite the steadily growth of popularity of Xbox Game Pass subscription service, the revenue uh, the revenue from the Xbox content service still fell by about 3%. Microsoft attributes this to decline to lack of engagement with the first and third-party properties and higher monetization. However, the company did not indicate how it intends to address these issues. Now, still a minor downturn, one sector did not uh, offset Microsoft's Xbox growth in other areas. Microsoft CEO uh, Nadell also had his lead since 2014 remarked that the success of the company's gaming division during a web call on Tuesday, he drew particular attention to Microsoft's off-console gaming revenue, saying that the Game Pass for PC subscriptions increased by 159% year over year, okay? We're transforming how games are distributed, played, and viewed, and he also notingly said that over 20 million people have streamed games over the subscription service so far. He also went on to say that, let me go bring up this other article, Uh, this other article, Microsoft reveals that almost half of the Series S owners are new to Xbox. Now, we don't know what that number is, Sarge, so... Say twenty million people bought an Xbox Series S. Ten million people have never solve, been on an you Xbox. Solve for, right? You solve for X. You figure out how many S's
1: were sold, and right. half of well, those people are well, new. No, I period. know, but we don't
0: we don't know what that number is because they don't tell you. But that's crazy to me, right? And to think that they all bought the S's. Half of the people that bought the S's are now in the ecosystem, okay? Because they've never been a, a gamer before. They've never owned an Xbox before. A lot of you Sony ponies. Out there are lying to yourself because you bought an Xbox. Okay, you, you have an Xbox, which is okay because I have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation, but those those hardcore gamers that only say only PlayStation secretly they bought themselves a an Xbox Series S, and it's somewhere in their house right now. Right? they're hiding it from their from the rest of their family and friends when they come over, they they pull it off and they're like they're playing Game Pass, right? And then they when they come back over, they pull uh, will tarp over it and they didn't play and they go back. I'm playing God of War. Uh, they're not they're not actually not playing uh, anything on the Xbox. But 50%, that's huge. That's a huge thing. I mean, obviously if they only sold five, two point five people are, are, are new Xbox owners, but that they have the they had the number one selling, or the, the best selling, I should say, console, which is the Xbox Series S. So let's I'm, I'm I'm assuming they sold a couple of million copies and consoles of that. And it doesn't really matter if they sell the console because they just want to sell. It. Right? Game Pass is what it is. So it's interesting it's interesting with the with the s as outselling other systems uh month over month for the last couple months and on top of that those people have never ever been on an xbox before that that to me is more intriguing than anything else that the s is a uh, parasite i mean sure but if you're looking at it from a i'm gonna, I'm gonna pull myself back from this i'm a gamer Okay, I love games, and I don't like systems that hold back gaming. But as a business of Microsoft, they're in it to make money, right? And yes, they could sell they could sell a small margin uh, of gamers, the $500 system, but they could sell a hell of a lot more if it was $300. And this is where my dongle comes into effect. If they could sell that baby for $99, okay where it's just a game pass thing like as and cloud streaming coming from the thing and you're just paying your monthly fee and then Xbox is raising the price that's a win 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 because people that didn't even like the fire stick or the chrome uh, google chrome they were literally buying it and giving it out as stocking stuffers years ago when it, when it first came out they're like oh yeah I paid I paid 50 bucks for the 60 bucks you could watch uh, internet tv and stuff on it right people were like I don't even know how to use this. All you have to do is plug it in, follow the steps on your instructions, and, and, and you have internet on your, on your, you know, you watch Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever. And that's because of the price point. I'm telling you, if they can get that price point down to below 100, Microsoft is going to be like, they're just not even a competition anymore. PlayStation is going to be like, how do we make a dongle? Because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. They're going to implement it on their Sony televisions. They have to do something because this, this, is, uh, this is exponentially going to get out of control real fast as soon as that comes out. As soon as that comes out, they're going to blow your mind. It's going to be like the Apple event when they brought the iPod out for the first time. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the phone with the screen and the Internet's on it. This is going to be a n- less than $100 console on any television, any place, that anywhere. Streams, that stream's unlimited. Right. Stream's, streams unli- unlimited. <laughs> unlimited, right. Right. So we'll see what happens. They have it on their TVs. Sony TVs run Android TV. Yeah, yeah, no, they they, now Williams, they had it. But before smart TVs, they were just selling the sticks so you could make your TV into a smart TV, right? That's the that's the situation we're in now. It's a smart television and Xbox is already trying to get it into browsers. They're already trying to make an app to get it on the TVs. They're already trying to do as many things as possible, but. If they could get it where ninety nine dollars you can make any television set and you're like, "Well, I'm going to my mom's house or I'm going to my friend's house, I'm going on vacation, you unplug it, you go to show up to your b and b you plug it into the hotel, you log in and you and you have the exact same internet or whatever it is right cloud gaming because you don't need a good connection just the, the cloud is just pumping it to you with that with that new chip with two two petabytes of information coming to your system you know what I mean right i, I know i'm I know i'm major speculation here but that's where we're moving to that's where they want to move it to so right i don't i don't sell products i sell
1: service right that's it i don't print anything i don't press anything i don't make anything i just stream a program to your television right that's it so it's go ahead go ahead finish up no 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 that's it
0: i'm just continuing on with with another story from microsoft here Xbox rolls out of controllers for mobile devices. Gee, hey, why are they doing that? What's a, what a surprise Right Design Xbox released new controllers for Android, iOS, iPad users with wish to have a better gaming experience using Xbox Cloud gaming. right? So look, look at all the the, the assortment of stuff you can have. So now you can get these all these different peripherals that you could use for your for your uh, controller, right you can. Get the pieces attached to your Android device, your iPhone, your iPad, right? Cha-ching, 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 Xbox Game Pass everywhere you are. That's, that's what it is, right? They're, they're dominating where you can play, what you can do with it, and they're just waiting for the technology to catch up. And the reason yeah. for this is if they can dish it out to everyone, everyone's testing it, they know what's happening, what lag is happening, what devices they're using, and they, they make changes. And all of a sudden, it goes directly up. This is like Tesla. Tesla's not making cars. They're making personalized mapping tools so they can map out the entire country or world. Because each one of those cars is literally tracking. Google car. Yeah, right. Is, is, a, is a Google car. Okay. Taking, taking uh, data as it drives. That's what they need you for. So they're like, all right. We'll just make the app, put it out there. xCloud Gaming, they could put all these people, and the more people that play it, the more information they get, the better it gets over time. Yada yada, it's like a broken record. I just keep saying it, but that's that's what it is. Uh, I actually, I, I think I might pick that up because I I hate playing I, in the car. I, I bring my controller with me, right? But I I might buy one of those, connect to the uh the actual cell phone. Uh, we won't talk about that. Uh, let's see. Gotham may have removed the note. Oh, actually, we we will talk about this. So Gotham Knights gets rid of De Novo. De Novo? De Novo. Which is that protection, that they spam bot or whatever you want to call it. It, it protects things. But they didn't do it on purpose. So another article came out just five hours ago. It says Gotham Knights may have removed De Novo by mistake in the last patch. So they brought a patch out to help see... And said, Gotham Knight received its first major patch since the release last week, and the patch was mostly general fixes, common complaints about the PC gamers, such as keyboard issues, co-op, gameplay problems, and overall game stability. The console patch is planned for later this week. Now, WB Montreal said in the future patches, will address the performance problems of both PC and consoles, which have been the main criticism of Gotham Knights. Now, PC Gamer noted that Denuvo was removed from Gotham Knights on PC with today's patch, and the anti-piracy software is extremely unpopular, as it is known, a universally degraded game performance. Now, although typically kept in game files for months or even years, there are instances of games removing de novo after the first week as the typically how long it takes for hackers to crack the game files these days. Now, however, it seems that de novo remo- uh, removal might have been a mistake. So, SteamDB notes that Reddit, that despite having been removed earlier today, de novo is already back in Gotham Knights as expected. Players aren't too happy about it and being re- restored but some are noting that the brief existence of a free version of the game will make it even easier for the PC gamers to pirate. Playing the pirated game means no updates, which might be a sticking point for those players looking to get the Gotham Knights. As Warner Brothers said, performance is an issue. So there you go. Uh, so that's just a little information there. Uh, Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns confirms four DLC characters for a season pass. So they are coming out with a season pass there for Midnight Suns uh the characters so far these superheroes include blade captain america captain marvel doctor strange i'm sorry uh it says midnight sun's current features roster of 11 superheroes and those 11 superheroes are blade captain america captain marvel doctor strange ghost rider iron man magic nico uh scarlet witch spider-man and wolverine plus one as yet unannounced character and that list of characters from marvel's biggest series include avengers runaways x-men yet there's also room for more uh so the the four season people that they're bringing in is Deadpool, Morbius, Storm and Venom. So those four characters will be coming into Midnight Suns. I'm still debating Sarge if I should get this game or not. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. The card system kind of like turns me off about it. The the actual uh gameplay looks a little Some, too slow. Somebody's going to play it, bro. Well, There's no reason for you to buy it. Someone's going to play it. I am going to I'm not going to buy it day one. I'm going to watch and see if I if I like it and if I do then I'll pick it up. But I I, I don't I just don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to like it so I'm going to wait. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a, a spectator, not a not a not a content creator on it. Uh, Paragon is getting revived as Paragon Overprime, but it's not developed by Epic Games. Epic is giving Paragon assets to the trademark to South Korea studio Netmarble. There you go. Cha-ching. microtransactions galore in that game. So, say goodbye to that. Breaking WB Discovery has appointed James Gunn and Peter Saffron as the co-CEOs of DC Studios. So, DC Studios, you said you saw Black Adam. I don't want any spoilers or anything. I'm going to wa- wait for it to come out later. Did you like it, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? Is it... Someone yep. said it reminds them of a Transformers film. Is that is that pretty good? Like, as far as, like, the, yes. the action and stuff? Okay. So... Yes. Based on what they're doing here, James Gunn... I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it in the next two weeks because I'm going, I'm going on vacation uh, for a weekend. Uh, Peacemaker was a really good show. Everyone says, go watch Peacemaker. James Gunn did Peacemaker with uh, uh, John Cena. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done. He says he's never going to work for Marvel again. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is the, is the last thing he made for them. And now he's now the CEO of DC. So basically, he's Kevin Feige, one of the people. It's Kevin Feige for DC. What you watch, Sarge, for this newest movie? Do you see a a big plan for where they're going for
2: the
1: future
0: of DC to make it like Marvel? Um, and do you think James the, Gunn is the guy the, to do it?
1: The the end the end of Black Adam did plant seeds. So I can tell but you that everybody
0: knows the end of Black Adam. Everyone knows that uh that uh uh Henry Cavill's back as Superman. They they've already come out and been on talk shows and everything else the, the, the rock has already spoiled it for everybody anyway so yeah so they're, they're setting up for that but do you think James Gunn did you watch Suicide Squad I did the new one right I thought the new one was pretty good what, what do you mean we mean the new one well there was Suicide Squad and then there was the new Suicide Squad where with John Cena as Peacemaker and like not the Will Smith one not 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 that first Suicide Squad I don't the think the no, suicide I, Squad.
1: No. no I did not watch that one.
0: Oh, you didn't watch the the, the new one no, the new one's really, I thought was a fun film. There's there's parts of it that are whatever, but I thought it was a really fun film. Uh, James Gunn did that as well. I personally think that James Gunn is that guy who could do it. Not only, not only, yeah, I, I trust people in leadership that have done the shit. Kevin Feige has never directed stuff, right? He produced stuff, and now he's putting his name on shit. Where James Gunn, he's directed and wrote stuff, and now he's being put in charge of stuff to make actual content. And I believe you can follow a guy like that much better because you have the respect of him because he knows the directors that he hires for the projects going forward, you know he knows what he's talking about. You know he's been in the trenches and he's he's done what you've done so he can understand what you're doing besides a producer. Producers are different than directors that become producers, right? Especially like CEOs. So I think this is a good move on DC's part that they're making this, and hopefully, again, I haven't seen Black Adam, and obviously, even if, it, even if I did, James Gunn didn't have anything to do with it, but I think the new mentality of what they did with the new Batman film, what they're doing with um, the new Aquaman film, that they're, they're scrapping a bunch of stuff, doing reshoots, they're listening to the fans, we'll see what happens with Flash, but I think overall, I think James Gunn, so you're talking the next two years, before we see, like, the, uh, the, uh, the James Gunn universe, Right. So mm. let me know what you guys think, Chad. I, I think I think he's pretty good. Uh Ezra
1: as, Ezra might be going to jail, so Flash it, might be done. He might
0: he well, they are already talking about recasting him. And I think they should have done it uh instantaneously. Uh, because I think him being in this movie is gonna hurt financially uh for them. Uh another thing I want to show you real quick, Sarge, this is I gotta make sure the volume's down because I don't wanna get copyright claim. Talking about robots and talking about a bunch <laughs> of stuff, they literally created a Buzz Lightyear robotic toy, okay? It has intelligent conversation. It has speak recognition, light, fast responses. Uh, It's Teddy Teddy Ruxfin 3.0. Yeah, but this this thing, it it walks, it moves, it talks, kind of learns. It's got 50-plus microchips in it, okay? It's got all these gears, lots of things that could break in this goddamn thing, but look at it. He can actually walk and move and do all this stuff. Now, I don't know what the price tag is on this, but God damn, is this... Can you imagine when we were kids, Sarge? $500, $500. Can you imagine probably. having this toy and having the great epic battle with your toys actually moving on the floor like toy soldiers? You know what I mean? Like, that,
1: that would be... That's what thats what this is. Yeah. That's what this is. You
0: can control him by your phone, right? He does 200-plus sounds and action programs, okay? share You can share the actions with it over on online. Mobile app controls, via Bluetooth.
2: Okay? So, I don't know. I just looked at this, and I
0: I was like, "This is this is pretty amazing, man!" Like toys, like this is a cool toy, right? Come on, but the price point doesn't make this a cool toy because I'm pretty sure. I mean, how much was the Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime was like 700 bucks, wasn't it? The one that transformed yeah, by itself. Yeah, and, and that
1: and, and that one, all it did was transform by itself. It didn't do the rest of this. This got to be this. This is for rich kids, bro. This is this is for rich daddies and rich kids. Like it, is it for. comes this, with the. This is got to be changeable. This
0: Hands look at him, faces. dude. It, look at this. Look at it, man. It's it's basically Toy Soldiers. I'm sorry. Was that steam? It is. Steam is coming out of his jetpack. Right? Little steam is coming out of his jetpack. You gotta put you gotta add like water or something in there? Like, what the hell? And it comes with a stand. Space Ranger stand, hands-free poses powered through cable, right? Like he sits on your desk and stuff. Uh I'm a geek at heart, man. And and Buzz Lightyear, when I when I watched Toy Story when I was in high school, this was my favorite movie. Right? I don't This is like, the new cabbage patch doll. I don't This is the new cabbage. This I don't is the like new cabbage the Chris, patch doll. Like I don't like the Chris Evans Buzz Lightyear. I am a Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear, but goddamn, this is this is a cool toy. Okay. I, I this is this is a badass toy. So there you go. I just wanted to bring this that is, up and show you guys. It's gotta be like eight hundred dollars, bro. I, I don't, it's gotta I don't, be. I don't, I don't know Thousand dollar is. toy.
1: This is the. This is probably the first thousand dollar toy, bro. That's what this is. This is the first thousand dollar toy.
0: I mean, if, if they make toys like if they make toys like what's that what's that uh, statue company um that makes the really detailed statues like the, the figurines uh chat what's that what's that company called? Uh, oh, there's multiple. There's multiple. I don't know. Companies. Name one. I don't. I don't. I, I my brain's not thinking of them right now. Anyway, those are expensive. Those are hundreds and thousands of dollars for just a statue. If this is the same price as those with the detail of this, this is this is the new statue, right? If your statues can start interacting with stuff, sideshow, thank you, thank you, uh, T. Uh, yeah, like that would be amazing. I, time to sell a organ. Yeah, yeah, you, you have two kidneys. You could you could get rid of one, right? You could get rid of one. So I thought that was cool. Uh, I drink a lot. I can't get rid of one. <laughs> so and uh, I them both. We, well, I think that's it. I think we got pretty much all the stories uh yeah we got we, we got pretty much all the stories that we wanted to get to today uh i appreciate everyone coming out for uh episode 330 of generation x gaming the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories and we rant along the way 330 is in the can we do appreciate you coming out if you like this please make sure you share like and subscribe we do four of these a month if you would like to become a member of the channel it does help me out uh as i provide all this uh content for you uh we do as little as 99 cents you can join in as a membership uh, it's like a tryout, right? And then if you want to raise up your price, you can go up to a, a normal uh, a normal price. Uh, other than that, I do appreciate you very much. We do have our podcast on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and anywhere else a podcast is heard. Uh, you can also watch us video-wise on Spotify as well. Uh, we have 330 episodes now in the can. You can go back and watch plenty, plenty of stuff that we've predicted in the past. Please make sure we're, we're wrapping up. We're only, we're only what, Sarge? Eight episodes, maybe seven episodes from done with season eight, and we go into season nine in 2023. So we'll end up around 339, maybe 340 before the end of the year. Uh, but it'll be close, right? So we do appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us, uh, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.
1: Shame on, guys.
0: and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine the have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is yeah, go over to that new game. channel and sub 30 NSG. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers over there. That'll do. Thanks, Crubsy. Appreciate that.